welcome to episode 16 of the Tales of Crisis with me, your host, Martin Swaffield, and we are joined once again by our regular co-host, Mr. James Chalmers. Good evening, Chalmers. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And how about you? Uh, I'm recovering from a cold, but I'm doing not too bad. So if, if my voice starts breaking by the end of the episode, that's why. Fair enough. Well, let's hope, hope we can get through. We've got a bit of a long one today um, as we cover what we were doing the other weekend. So unfortunately, we are slightly delayed. As Chalmers just mentioned, he has had a bit of a cold and cough. So we haven't been able to record this. We've got to make sure that he's feeling healthy and full of beans. It's but we are here. Lurgy. I've not missed it. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So we are here to talk about Spring into Marvel, which was the Element Games weekend. Weekend just gone. So this was the 9th and 10th of May. Mm-hmm. April. April. There we are. We're Unless even we're in the wrong the month. Future. So yes. <laughs> Eight, eighth in... Uh, <laughs> let's start that again. 9th and 10th of April. And this yeah. was down, as we said, at Element Games, run by the amazing Tony Moore. And we managed to have 59 players, which was uh, absolutely fantastic. It's up there with one of the highest in the world. I think of that format, it's the highest. I know some of the American ones where they have a slightly different format uh, were up around that number as well. But yeah. for the for the two-day format like that, it was fantastic to have so many people. So we're going to go through in depth, but just what what were your overall thoughts of it, Chalmers? I loved it. It was great to. I mean, I miss weekend tournaments anyway. Like we've done a lot of one day events with Marvel uh, over the kind of past few months, but no, I, I've kind of missed that weekend event that you've done. Like we've done many a time for AOS and that. Um, doing it with kind of of seven of us in the end was there yeah seven of us so six of us in one house was uh interesting <laughs> i yep. think my back's finally recovered after sleeping on a sofa for two nights but um no i really enjoyed it i mean it's weekend away all your mates playing seven games as well was amazing um so yeah no it was really really good fun yeah i agree it was there were I suppose two parts to it. One was the gaming side of it and one was the social side of it. The social side of it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, as you said, six of us in that one house was a bit crazy, but uh, made it definitely worthwhile. Got to meet uh, loads of people that I've spoken to in the past on TTS, etc. Uh, yep. Get to meet them in person. It was great to see all the communities come together. I think this was the first time we've had people from all areas of the country coming together uh, lots of like say names etc that previously have never met but have heard of have talked to in the past so it was a great atmosphere all weekend and gaming wise seven games of mcp what's there not to like definitely it's uh yeah more of that please in the future yes fingers crossed we can see more of these so we covered off in the last episode what our lists were looking like at the time so let's quickly go through what we ended up with Chalmers did yours change much mine didn't um I, I, I say it didn't I'm 99% sure it did it didn't um so I took Baron Zemo Bullseye Hood Black Cat Cassandra Nova Mr. Sinister 
Red Skull, Lizard, Ghost Rider and Hulk. So I was playing pure Cabal with Red Skull as the leader. Um, tactic card, Cosmic Invigoration, Dark Rain, Med Pack, Brace for Impact, Monkey Brain, Deal with the Devil, Extreme Conditioning, Indomitable, Exceptional Healing, Mental Domination. So... Yeah, I'm pretty sure from the last episode I didn't change anything. I know we were joking back and forth of whether I would swap anything out, but I think I just went, you know what, I've committed to this, I'll I'll take this rather than change anything. So I, yeah. I stuck with everything that I kept. What about yourself? Uh, what were your crisis? Oh, my crisis. Sorry, the important bits. Um, so I had Alien Ship, Fear Grips and Research Station for Extracts, and then Demons Downtown Gamma Wave and Super Powered Scoundrels for the Secures. So, um, I'm pretty sure all of them were the same. I th- think I did take out, I want to say, I put Alien Ship in, but I think that was just before the last episode. I don't know. It, it's, it's a blur. I know it was only like a week ago, but <laughs> it feels like that. a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, but no, I'm 99% sure it was everything that I mentioned in the previous uh, episode. Fair enough. Mine definitely changed, but I can't remember exactly how much it changed. So I ended up with uh, Black Cat, Blade, Bullseye, Doctor Strange, Doctor Voodoo, Ghost Rider, Iron Fist, Loki, Moon Knight, and Mystique. Then my tactics cards were Bats, Blind Obsession... Deal with the Devil, Field Dressing and Med Pack as my Restricted, Heroes for Hire, Indomitable, Mission Objective, Siege of Darkness and Deception. And then for Crisis, we went with Demons Downtown, Mutant Madmen and Portals, and Extracts was uh, Fear Grips and Hammers, Mutant Extremists and Scrolls. So I know that did change slightly from what I talked about last episode, but I can't remember exactly which ones did and didn't make it in and out um but it's very similar to what i've been running there's not major changes in there and it was something i was comfortable with yeah there were two other leaders in there but it was always going to be midnight suns for me excellent uh so we got down there on the friday night Mm -hmm. we had two cars going down and one of the things we decided to do was have a bit of a car off shall we say so I created a very expensive um, car trophy that we decided to fight over. We had four people in our car and there were three people in the other. So we did say it was the best average. And this was a running theme throughout the weekend to see which of us could end up with the most points between the two cars. We got there on the Friday night, as I say, and you set up your two tables because you'd done some terrain. Yep. yep which we talked about in the last episode, but they were absolutely fantastic and they suited really well with what else was going on there. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. Then we, I think we ended up having a couple of games, didn't we? Uh, You played Thomas and I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Sam played Lee and then a couple of the others went and played, uh, I can't remember what the game was, Scythe I think it was called. Yeah, so, some I, board game kind of thing. It that looked too looked... complicated for me, so I, I went to the bar and then went into the shop, which was a dangerous combination. But I yeah. you did well to start with on the Friday night. You didn't didn't spend too much. I, I literally bought some card sleeves, and that was it. So yeah, I was I did actually quite well. 
Yeah. Uh, Didn't last all weekend, but it was a good no. start. <laughs> Uh, so then Saturday morning we all woke up nice and fresh and ready to go and round one was announced so who did you have round one Chalmers so I played Mr Alan Gibb from Scotland and midlife crisis protocol fame and he was running the only agents of shield there (laughs) so we were all just like oh I hope we don't play shield this weekend because no one knew what it was uh it literally released on the Friday, didn't it? It was, yeah. And we all didn't really know what it did. So, no. yeah, game one, I just got thrown straight in with uh, Shield. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, we were all worried there was going to be loads of them. At least yeah. I definitely was. And in fairness, as you say, he was the only one. So it was, was, the it only was one. good I to mean, see. Yeah, I mean, Nick Fury did show up in a few people's lists as a kind of splash character. Um, I think Electra showed up in one or two, and De- Shadowlands Daredevil as well was in one or two. Um, but yeah, for Shield itself, it was just Alan. So um, no, it was good. It was it was nice to play Alan. He, like I say, he's, he's been to a few of the uh, bidder card trader events, and I've never got to play him. Um, so it was quite. Uh, it was nice, like as a game one, to play someone from. Not relatively local, but kind of from our scene as such, and someone that I hadn't played before. Um, he was he was complaining on the Friday night about the Tales of Crisis status cards that we make, and that he never got one. So uh, um, I ended up making the cards for everyone that attended. So I made, uh, I'm pretty sure I gave Tony 60 cards, I think it was, so it was just enough to kind of cover everyone, although seven of us already had them anyway. Um, so yeah, he kind of got given that game one like when I was there, and I was like, there you go, you're happy now for the weekend? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> um, so we rolled off, um, and we ended up getting Infinity Formula, and uh, I got Research Station. And we chose, I'm trying to work out what threat it was, it was 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, it was 17. We played 17 threat. Um, so I had Red Skull, Baron Zemo, Hood, Cassandra Nova, and Bullseye as mine. So I was kind of fully affiliated in Cabal. Um, and the cards I had was Medpack, Cosmic Configuration, Dark Rain, Brace for Impact, and Mental Domination. And then he had Nick Fury, uh, Doctor Voodoo, Black Widow, Vision and Iron Man and Vision was in the uh, Avengers in, I'm trying to think what card it was called Avengers Initiative is it? Or it actually gets counted as being affiliated etc yeah. um, I think it's the Shield Initiative isn't it? Shield Initiative yeah sorry I said Avengers uh, yeah uh, Shield Initiative so yeah he had a kind of a range of characters which were uh, there were a few there where about was like oh, okay, I'm not that fussed about them uh, Voodoo is obviously always a pain um, Nick Fury I kind of like I kind of knew what he did anyway but until you actually see him on the table and play against him you don't really know what to expect um, he is pretty hitty like the grunts as well are a pain um, because they are like that extra character they might only have like one defence and two health but they, they still kind of you're given uh What's it? When Fury activates, you've got two activations to kind of deal with at the time. 
So you can actually put down some concentrated fire on like one specific character. Yeah, I, I, spoiler alert, but I've laid down and I found the grunts a real pain for slightly different reasons, but we'll go into that when I cover it. But yeah, um, it, it's, it's an interesting combination. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> an annoyance, I should say. <laughs> um, so I had Hood on one corner objective, back objective, Bullseye was on one. He put Black Widow, uh, the two-point corpse set Black Widow, uh, on the one opposite Bullseye, and then Iron Man was on his one. So we kind of had a bit of a <laughs> back and forth, because obviously uh, Black Widow's got stealth, and Bullseye's got range four, so he kept on moving up onto an objective to try and... Well, he was moving onto that objective, and I was trying to move forwards to try and get him a little bit, and then we were just going back and forth. Um he ended up because he had those uh, uh, what do you call it the grunts because it's a research station they can contest that research station yeah researcher which is a pain so he was kind of outscoring me in the middle of the table um, and we kind of had a, almost like a bit of a ruck in the middle with Fury the grunts Voodoo Vision Red Skull Zemo and uh, Cassandra Nova while on the sides they kind of like battled it out. It was very back and forth and it was kind of very slow scoring. Um, in regards to, we, we got to one point where I managed to daze both Voodoo and Vision, but I didn't have anyone on, his object, on the objective, so no one was scoring it. Um, and then Fury managed to run over, take out Hood, and then he brought in the grunts again because they got KO'd and then the grunts like just spiked in one shot Red Skull <laughs> I was like oh okay <laughs> that wasn't meant to happen but then my turn Hood uh, was possessed and then one shot at uh, Nick Fury so it was like one of those kind of games where you just like oh this isn't meant to happen um, Alan was actually head on points for like a lot of the game and Voodoo died and uh, Iron Man got killed and then it got to the point where I basically had to kind of commit bullseye. It was either like I score a point just sitting on my objective or I need to get rid of Black Widow. So I just went forward and then did the uh, pincushion on Black Widow, dazed her, and then I had priority next turn and then killed her. So I kind of managed to get those points, uh, get that point scorer like off the table just by risking it. Essentially, it came down to he had vision left. This was turn six, it was 12-10 to Alan. Turn six, and he had vision on... Uh, last one left, and he had uh, three health, and he had... Um, excuse me. Five... Uh, five defence, is it, when you use the... Uh, I'm trying to think what the superpower he's got is. It kind of buffs the defense. Yes, I know what you mean. I can't remember. You had two defense to a certain attack. So um, I had Red Skull left, and that was it. And I hadn't realized it at the start. And then I like realized, oh, we're in turn six, and he's ahead. I have to table him. And I had one move to do with. uh, So I had to move Red Skull, and I had one attack, which was the Cosmic Blast. And I had five dice against his five dice, and I managed to roll. I think it was two or three crits. And a couple of hits, and I did the three damage to kill Vision. 
and table them and win the game on the last dice roll. And it was like, oh, okay, that's a bit of a... Uh... <laughs> it's always a nice bonus when you can do something like that. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it was one of those where, like I said, it, there was a couple of times where things just kind of swung. And then e- even when I was holding all the um, Infinity Formulas, it just still wasn't giving me enough points to kind of get me back in the game. Um, and it wasn't until, like I said, the last minute, because I was about to just move on to the research station and go, oh, that'll be fine. And then I looked around and went, oh, you're going to win if I don't uh, kill you now. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of came down to that, right, okay, we've got to just roll dice now and hope. So really good game. I mean, Alan's fantastic opponent as well. Um, and we had a good laugh all the way through. So it was a, it was a nice start to the weekend as well, just to play like a nice friendly game, but one that was so close where, like I said, literally down to a dice roll of who won. Sounds like a great, great start to the um, event. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So my first game was against Dan Slobberdane. Apologies if I've butchered your surname there. Um, now, I was chatting to Dan and he was saying this is like his first event, the first time that he has, you know, played. He'd only played four or five games up until this point. Um, and it occurred to me that when he was going through it, he had posted on, I think it was on Facebook or on WhatsApp, um, somewhere he'd pasted that he was he'd already worked out which he was going to take for different threat values and this was okay. all based on the movies oh, nice. which was great and this was something that i'd seen and i was like, oh that is great and it was all avengers so he was running avengers steve rogers avengers and it was like infinity war doing this end game doing that as he went through so once we picked the threat value we more or less straight away knew what he was playing and that's what he was going to do throughout the weekend which was great it did however mean that once again round one i was playing against a relatively new opponent and last time i did this i helped them all the way through and then ended up losing so um i didn't perturb me from doing the same again so again i was kind of like helping him out um pointing out bits and pieces he had a really good grasp of it anyway didn't need that much help but obviously he hadn't played that many games when I went through my roster, I said, do you know what this does? And he says, just tell me as we go. So um, he, he didn't really know that much of what my, my lot was doing. Um, so he had for his... Uh, so we ended up with 18 threat because we went with hammers and meteors. I had priority. He went with Hulk, Thor, Steve Rogers and Iron Man. Um, his team tactics cards were Helios Laser, Ricochet Blast, Avengers Assembled, Field Dressing, and one of them, and I didn't catch what the other one was. I had Blade, Ghost Rider, Iron Fist, Black Cat, Moon Knight with Heroes for Hire, Field Dressing, Med Pack, Bats, and Siege. Um, this is a really weird one because he uh, deployed everybody in the middle. Um even though Meteors was kind of, you know, it's e sh- uh, C-shape, so it's it's across the piece. Yep. I deployed some in the middle and some on each side. Uh, obviously, the hammer is up for grabs as well on a D-shape, so I kind of looked at it and thought, has he got a plan for this, or is that just what he's going to do? Hulk ended up going out to my left and caused chaos throughout much of the game. Thor went out to my right and 
did more or less a fat Thor. Um, <laughs> he just Thor doing four things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just one of those ones where every time I think of playing Asgard, it just it's so. <laughs> you realise you've got to have a Thor in your list. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blade went and chopped him up, which you know shouldn't really happen. In the middle, there was Iron Man and Steve Rogers. And I think they were up against Ghost Rider. Moon Knight and I think it was Black Cat were kind of floating around. And Iron Fist, um, I think, had gone with Blade on the right-hand side. It came down to... It was really close, to be fair. Uh, Hulk, like I say, was causing quite a bit of problem. I think first turn, we both flipped one meter each and nobody scored. So we only had a hammer. We had two hammers each. Then bit by bit, we worked our way through the game. It essentially, as I say, I managed to get Thor dazed, but he's difficult to take completely KO. Uh, Hulk, again, you're never going to KO him unless you've put a lot of focused fire in, which I didn't really have. Uh, my siege turn didn't really do much. Steve Rogers and Iron Man were able to keep the centre. It's a really tough team to take down, to be yeah. fair. Um, and it ended up with Blade had two hammers, and I looked across and basically I could I knew as long as Blade survived, I won the game. Right. Okay. Just on yeah. that alone, even if he flipped all the meteors, kept the other two hammers, he was so far behind he couldn't win. So I did the less than noble thing and ran Blade into the corner. <sighs> he ran after him with Thor, but Thor did <laughs> Thor things. Um, which is unfortunate but again kind of like I looked at it and I was like I think if I stay where I am he was going to get Thor to the face and Hulk to the face he wasn't going to survive it if I run away then Thor's probably going to do a move and then he'll do a charge so I'll get he'll get one attack off I had enough points to re-roll the defense dice so I kind of fancied my chances Black Cat and Moon Knight had been killed by Hulk I think Ghost Rider was almost dead as well, so it, it was one of those ones where I just had to get it over and done with. So he did end up scoring, I think it was five on the last turn, where I only scored two, but it meant that it was a 16-15 win. As I say, he, he played really well. It, it was a great game. It was hopefully an enjoyable first game of a, a tournament for him. I caught up with him later on in the, the weekend, and he seemed to be having a really good time. So, uh, fingers crossed. Excellent. So we both started on a one win, which was good. We did, and I think it was it at this point, or was it? The, I think it was after the next round. We'll we'll cover that in a moment. But yeah. So going into round two, then who did you have? Uh, so round two, I played Sean Davies, um, who was running X Men, um, and we played Fear Grips and Super Powered Scoundrels. Um, so I got priority, and he decided to choose 20 threat. So he, he's a man after my own heart. Just any chance he get to play 20, just chuck 20 down. He's like, I want to bring on all the toys. So I was like, oh, fine, that's fine by me. Um, so I ended up running uh, Red Skull, Hulk, Mr. Sinister, Hood, and Baron Zemo for my 20. Um, he ended up running. Uh, so he had Cyclops as his leader. Uh, which was nice to see because it's not often that you do see Cyclops as the kind of X-Men leader. Um, he had Beast, um, Rogue, Gambit, uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. 
So he had uh, Heroes for Hire, etc. Um, but yeah, no, that was a kind of nice random addition to the team. Um, yeah. But uh, I suppose when you've got Cyclops, you can kind of activate the Iron Fist a, a lot easier and a lot cheaper. Um, so I kind of put Hulk bang in the middle so he was touching the hammer on deployment. Um, Hood and Sinister went on one side and then I had uh, Zemo and uh, Red Skull on the other. Um, essentially, Zemo moved up like long move and then climbed and picked up the uh, hammer on the left. Um, Beast actually picked up the hammer on the right for him and Hulk obviously got the middle one. Um, Luke Cage from Cyclops came up to the side to protect Beast. And we kind of had a bit of a, not a standoff, but it was very much a, I had Red Skull and Baron Zemo on my left objective. I basically put Hulk in the middle and it was a kind of, well, come on then. Um, Rogue did quite well with him though, because Rogue, Rogue does have size four throws and <laughs> two turns in a row, he was throwing Hulk into Red Skull. There was just enough distance. And for some reason, both turns, I didn't think, you know what, I'll just move Red Skull back like a couple of centimetres, just so he's still on the objective, but not in range. So I just moved Hulk forwards, and then she did it again and threw him back. I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> it was one of those where you're just like, what, what is happening here? Um, it, it was an interesting one, because I think for some reason, he pushed Beast forwards onto the objective where Mr. Sinister was um, and Hood was. I can understand why, because obviously you've got an extra hammer, so you're doing more damage. Um, but it meant that the combination of Hood and Sinister meant that it was easy to kind of get rid of Beast. Um, Sinister with the beam four, I was getting a couple of genetic tokens a turn because of the placement of like where Luke Cage and Beast was. So that was really kind of hampering him because he was doing damage to Sinister and Sinister was just reducing it by two each time or three, depending on how many tokens I had. So he, he was kind of like, he was chipping a bit off, but nowhere near the damage that he needed to do. Um, and essentially I just kind of outscored him. Um, at one point, Hood um, again, he got damaged and teleport uh, and transformed, and I then just went in and one-shotted Beast again. Uh, I found a possessed hood, the six dice raking claws, or is it raking talons, or whatever it's called? Yeah, it's the talons. Yeah, it's so good. Like, it just for some reason for me, it just seems to spike so so many times. Um. But yeah, he kind of like, he managed to daze Hood, uh, sorry, daze Beast, and then Beast like dropped the hammer and I put it behind where Sinister was. But then because I've dazed a character, Hood can then transform again. Yeah. So you transform within one, so you kind of put him behind Sinister where the hammer is, pick it up, and he's got another action, then he just like walks away. Um, but then he's got his hex fire, um, rapid fire bolts with the hammer. So he's a range uh, is it three or four with a rapid-fire mystic attacks. So, yeah, he just kind of sits there and then just 
peppers away. So by the end of it, I, I think I killed Beast. I killed uh, Luke Cage. Um, I got rid of Iron Fist. And then he kind of had like three characters left, but I had like, I'd scored so many and I ended up uh, winning 16-12 that, that game. But well, it, it was really good. Like I said, I mean, playing against Cyclops, it's really good. Like, Yeah, I've I, had a couple of games against Cyclops leadership and it is, it, it keeps you on your toes because it's so different and you're not yeah. expecting that. Yeah, you you kind of forget that. You go, oh, okay, characters within three is like it's not that bad, but actually ring three is quite good, especially on characters on like bigger bases and that. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, being able to like two or three characters just spending like three power to then reduce it, or like you can do your spenders like so much quicker. Um, it, it definitely captured people off. It caught me off guard a few times, and like I was playing the game, and each time I was like, oh, I forgot you could do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, cause... I mean. Some some characters have got really good builders, but their spenders aren't always that great. And then you've got others that don't have particularly good builders, but have got really good ways to to spend yeah. power. And it just lets you shift it all around. It doesn't give oh, you definitely. extra like Brotherhood or She Hulk, or, you know, A Four, sorry. But it does give you that option to do other things. Yeah, to uh, like you said, just shift it around and kind of give it to the characters that need it to then be able to put it out. Like I say, he did the um, Iron Fist on Hulk, um, and he gave him the... I'm trying to think what it was. Did he give me an activator token, or was it Stagger? I can't remember what he gave me, but he did, he did it like two turns in a row. It was like it was such a pain. But then one of the turns, he gave it to me, and I ended up having like the power to do Cosmic Invigoration, which on Hulk, you don't really care if you take a couple of points of damage from doing no. it. Sometimes you want it, to. Yeah, and it means like you can do it right towards the end of the turn, so then Hulk gets to reactivate. You can get rid of that stagger, like that turn, attack with like the second action, and then if you know you've got priority next turn, you can then go again with Hulk, where he's like he's got all of his actions to go. So it's um it, yeah, I mean it, it's a pain because like when you've got like I said two or three characters boosting it up a bit, then it makes the uh the Iron Fist a lot easier to go off but um, no really good game really fun uh, we played on the uh, Ghostbusters table so we had like Marshmallow Man and the um, the station and things like that so that was a really fun table to play on there, there were some awesome tables there I have to say yeah definitely um, but yeah no like I said uh, it was kind of second game really really fun again uh, nice to play someone that hadn't played again and um, yeah the second win so uh, I was we kind of said last episode I was going to be happy with three wins all weekend. So I went two games and I was two wins up with Cabal. So I was like, well, there you go. That's me done for the uh, rest of the weekend. I just need to get one more. Could, could chill out then, couldn't you? Mm. Exactly. Um, one thing I forgot to say about my previous game was there were spot prizes. So each round there was a spot <laughs> prize. And Tony yeah. announced it before each round and said, to win the prize, you've got to do X, Y, and Z. Or first person to kill somebody with an energy attack or something like that yeah and for the first round it was the first person to get a extract to their backboard edge yeah now Pick up the objective and run to the back yeah obviously game one i was playing hammers and i had a ghost rider so ghost rider was positioned <clears throat> so that i could pick up a hammer straight away and literally 
Ghost Rider's entire activation, I think I had priority, and the very first thing I did was picked up the hammer, went to the backboard edge, then moved back again, and he was maybe half an inch further forward. Um, <laughs> but I got that spot prize. Now, somebody did actually say to me, did it make any difference to the game? Potentially, because essentially I lost Ghost Rider's entire of, first yeah. activation. And normally you'd let Ghost Rider stew for a little bit, get a couple of power, having you know your team being targeted by attacks. If any damage goes through, he gets a power. So then yeah. you, you're, you're often waiting for him to get to that magic three, and then he can do a long move, and then he can do double tap. So yeah, I do think it probably did, but it was worth it overall. So I got a nice... <laughs> pop character it was a runaway i'm don't 100 sure which one um but yeah I, I forgot that in the first one <laughs> yeah you like we me and alan were chatting we hadn't even deployed our first model yet and it's like the first prize has been taken we like went what who's finished first and you were there across the hall going hello <laughs> yeah we're like how have you managed it you must have like rushed deployment just to get no get we didn't and to be away. honest i was just like did it and then all of a sudden i was like oh i know <laughs> i'll do that <laughs> and yeah, um that's a, we hadn't even deployed yet and we were like oh okay someone was desperate to win that <laughs> yeah and he, tony was still handing out our cards actually he was still handing out the tales of crisis um cheat sheets as such yeah and I was like, Tony! And shouted as loud <laughs> as I could across the board. I tried to... There was one or two others where I nearly got it. And I think game two was another one where had had I remembered what it was, because we did remember it, and it was a bit late at that point, and went up, and he's like, oh, no, it's gone now. So right. uh, there were a couple of other times. But no, that, that was a, a good good start. I managed to bag, <laughs> bag a prize, and that was enough for me. Win your first prize of the day. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, a pop character so, I never knew I wanted. <laughs> so who did you play uh, game two? So game two, I played Jonah, uh, who has been around the scene for a long time. He's been to a couple of tournaments that I've been to, but I don't think we've ever actually played against each other. I don't think we even played against each other on TTS. He's currently running the European part of the TTS league. Oh, okay. So, uh, like I say, a big character in the game been around the game for, for ever since I've been involved at least um, but somebody I've never played before and he was running Web Warriors who I, mentally I think I struggle with but I've only played them twice and beaten them both times so it was one of those games where I was going into it thinking this could be really difficult but past experience says it's okay with Midnight Suns we ended up playing Spider Infected and Mutant Madmen, and it was 17 threat. I had priority, so he um, must have picked the threat. I'm trying to work out now whether they're both 17. I don't think they are, are they? Uh, which one, sorry? Uh, Mutant Madmen and Spider Infected. I don't. Uh, Mutant Madmen, I think, is 18. But either way. So we went with that. Uh, we deployed. So he was running Miles, Moon Knight, Gwen. Toad, Sam Wilson, which surprised me, and okay. Black Cat. Yeah. Yep. I had Blade, Ghost Rider, Bullseye, Black Cat, and Moon Knight. Um, my cards were Blind Obsession, Field Dressing, Med Pack, Bats, and Siege, and I can't remember exactly what his cards were. This was one of those games where it was all about the dice, really. 
I'd like to take more credit, but in reality, Jonah had um, just really bad dice, to be fair. He failed to flip his Mutant Madam and Portal, um, or Trap, sorry, top left in the first turn. And I also did a bit of a cheeky move in that he, I put Ghost Rider Central, and I thought, if somebody comes to get it, it, it was on the, there was a collector's table, so it was loads of Age of Sigmar spells, uh, living spells, or whatever you call them, and in glass cabinets. And there was a huge diamond-shaped glass cabinet in the middle that we said was, I think we ended up saying it was size 5, and it was, essentially, you couldn't land on it, because... A lot of them had flat tops, but this one had a huge diamond pointed top, and it just right. meant that you, there was no way you were ever going to be able to balance anybody on that. Yeah. It also had a bit of a huge, well, not a huge, we had a bit of an overhang, and we, you know, went through the basics and said, well, where's that on here? You know, can you, is, because everything's 2D, you know, can, can you fit under there? Can you not fit under there? Went through it all. I like I say I had Ghost Rider because it essentially the token was my side of that piece of terrain, so I thought I'm all right. He's going to have to have somebody who's going to have to be in a really awkward position, so I wasn't too worried about the middle. I forgot about Toad being range two away, so he managed to double move Toad up, uh, get to range two and take it, so he had a bit of safety. Right. I. Flipped my two traps, picked up a couple of ones, but because he'd taken the middle, he should have been at a point of advantage. So I moved Ghost Rider up, and I thought I'll do a cheeky attack onto Toad, and I managed to do, I think it was th- four damage, so okay. left him on one. I was disappointed not to have actually been able to take him out there and then, but I was I was quite lucky to spike it. And at that point, I looked at the board and thought, well, we could try this. And I long moved Ghost Rider to the top right and then flipped right. that trap. So where is, you know, because he'd taken the middle, it should really have been a, a five force starting point to him. Because he'd failed to flip one trap and I'd flipped the other, he was just scoring the three extracts, but no secures. And I was scoring three secures and two extracts. So I actually went up first turn, which kind of wasn't what you would expect. No. (laughs) After that, um, I got some good dice rolls. I think it was Ghost Rider again. Made a mess of his right-hand flank. I think it was Sam and Black Cat. He managed to daze in one activation. Blade went up and did quite a bit of damage as well. On my left, I ended up leaving, I think it was just Moon Knight was left there to face off against his Moon Knight, Gwen and Miles. But even then he still struggled to flip those two traps. He eventually flipped his on his side and even though he came down, I think there was Miles and Gwen came down onto my trap on the left. He didn't flip it the first turn he was there. It was a subsequent turn before he managed to flip it. Um, So he had some really bad luck there. But I would just once I was up and I'd had the extra extracts as well, I knew I, if I just focused on one flank, I'd be all right. It was quite a quick game because obviously there's nine points on the board. 
at any one point. Uh, yeah. And it finished yeah. 16-10 to me. Great opponent. Really clean, knows exactly what he's doing, you know, but still super enjoyable. Um, so it was a great game and I was really chuffed to... Because I, I went into it thinking this is going to be quite tough because he's a, a good player with... Yes. Uh, you know, Web Warriors being a solid affiliation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so really chuffed by that, except the dice had a big part in it. But then, you know, we were chatting afterwards and he was saying, but at the end of the day, you know, you went for that thing with Ghost Rider. It was a bit of a gamble, but it paid off. And then from then onwards, yes, the yeah. dice were in my favour, but I still had to make those choices and, and go to those places. Yeah, that's the thing. If you hadn't done that with Ghost Rider, then you could be kind of uh, then on the back foot for the rest of the game. And even if your dice are going well, if you're kind of behind on scoring, then there's not really much you can do. No. So there, this is when there was this, this slight period of insanity where at one point, I believe it was you, me and Sam, one of the others that travelled up with us, were the top three. Yeah, I was I was sitting at the top. I was calling Tony the, to tell him to call it there. I was like, yeah, it's done. Cabal meta, we're done. Yeah. Um, um, then it became northeast meta because, like I say, us three were the top three, and I think there was yep. somebody else was fifth. Was it Anth was fifth or something like that? It was a bit Anth, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, that was nice. And then a couple of other results came in, and then we went back down to... I think I'd finished about fourth by the end of lunchtime or something. So, it, yeah, it was short-lived, but it, it was fun to see at the start when uh, we were getting our pizzas and you had a one, two, three with three of us sat at the table. So <laughs> you, You've got to take the, take the wins when they're available. Take the wins where we can, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had pizza, which was nice. It was nice just to have a whole pizza. I thought it was only half a pizza, and he was like, no, it's a whole one. So... I don't think I managed to eat a whole one. No, like, I think you struggled, but yeah, we we had a good chance to have a chat, a bit of a catch up with the other guys who uh, uh, travelled with us. Uh, yeah, got to check the scores for the car car wars. Um, but overall, you know, everybody was really enjoying themselves. At that point, everybody was still, you know, so all fresh and all ready Pretty to go. Pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had round three. Yeah, so who did you who did you get for round three? So I got Sasha with Convocation. So it was kind of back to reality now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'd never met Sasha, but then at the moment everyone I saw that I'd been drawn, everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's a tough game. I was like, okay, cool. Um, Sasha was a great opponent. I mean, he, he was a really, really good uh, player. Um, we played I'm trying to have a look here so I had priority and we played uh, Scrolls and Gamma Wave um, and he chose 17 threat Um, so I know Convocation and I don't like playing against Convocation like they've got a lot of hard hitters and like they can hit quite badly against Cabal as well Um, so he had what did he have he had Doctor Strange um, he had Baron Mordo, who was his leader, uh, Scarlet Witch, and Doctor Voodoo. And I went with Red Skull, Baron Zemo, Cassandra Nova, and Ghost Rider. So it was the first time bringing Ghost Rider out for the game. Um, I kind of knew that energy attacks against Convocation are quite 
bad. Um, like, uh, sorry, are quite good. So that's why I kind of uh, put Ghost Rider in there. Cassandra Nova was more just to give me some actual physical defense. Um, same with Baron Zemo. I mean, he's got a four. That's uh, sorry, not physical. Uh, mystic defense. Um, Zemo as well has got four mystic defense. So kind of both of them were kind of helping me out. Um, it was a. I was going to say a one-sided game. It was very much Sasha's dice was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> to the point of he one-shot a Ghost Rider turn one and then one-shot a Ghost Rider turn two to kill him. Wow. Was that yeah. with Doctor Strange? Uh, so the first time it was with... I think it was with Scarlet Witch on the first go and then it was with Doctor Strange on the second go. Oof. Painful. And it was just like, oh, okay. So I was already like start of turn two playing one character down um so it, it was quite funny because on my activation um so i got the priority for turn two and ghost rider moved up into the middle and i was like you know what like no one had found the scroll i was like oh just give it a try and then obviously he found it straight away so i was like great okay i, I did nothing like I, I couldn't move back because obviously he's like reduced to short movement. Um, so I was like, well, even if I move short, you're just gonna blast me. And then yeah, I was like, well, you might you might take a couple of like hits to go down. I might be able to kind of maybe get rid of one of them or like disrupt them. But no, like I said, he got he got one shotted. So like the scroll agent then got moved towards where his home objective was, and then he just basically bunkered up with everything. And then he, um, so I've got a picture here, and it was the start of turn three, and Cassandra Nova's flipped, Baron Zemo has flipped, and Ghost Rider's, like, dead, obviously. So it was just one of them where, like I said, he was rolling ridiculous dice, but it wasn't even on attacks, it was on defense as well. So I was getting good attack rolls through, and then he was rolling, like, eight defense. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, I'm blocking eight. It's like, should we just call it now? Like, <laughs> he would like start to apologize. And I was like, don't apologize. It's like, it's one of them games where suddenly if dice suddenly go crazy, it's like, you can't really do anything. It's like, you can't apologize for something out of your control. Um, dice be it, dice is a so, phrase exactly. I heard a lot that, that weekend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was one time when Cassandra Nova had, like I said, she got flipped and she had, I think it was like eight or nine power on. She did flesh manipulation. Uh, well, firstly she did uh, mental domination and then did like flesh manipulation afterwards and did like zero damage. It was just crazy the amount of uh, blocks that were going through. So yeah, it was very much um, I, I just got absolutely obliterated and it was 16-6 and very much a brought back down to reality. Um, but no, it it was a nice game. I mean, spoilers, I've played Convocation twice, and both of them are a massive struggle for Cabal. I mean, a lot of games are a struggle with Cabal anyway, but yeah, Convocation just seemed to have some crazy characters that can do a lot of damage. Um, Strange Sorcerer Supreme, I really want to run at some point. Like, he just seems to be so good at attacking. 
the he, re-rolls for everything it's like yeah he's definitely one that i'm tempted to put into midnight suns <laughs> instead of the other doctor strange OG. is he doctor affiliated strange. he's not unfortunately it's only right. og doctor strange that's affiliated which is frustrating but i still think it's worth it yeah i mean his um his range four attack which is, you can choose whether it's physical energy or po- uh, or mystic that gives them poison as well yeah like, it's so good because it, it just gives you that um, uh, it gives you that support you just basically choose whatever your character's opponent's character's weak against attack and then you've got the free re-roll as well for like everything so you can just completely re-roll everything that you want so yeah very much a frustrating game um, I think looking back maybe I should have just gone really wide and not put Nova and Ghost Rider in and just kind of out activate them, etc. Um, but I, I don't know how much it would have made a difference when he was rolling like that. So um, yeah, it's always difficult. You look back on a game like that, and when they're rolling like that, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, like I said, it was still a great game, and he was great to talk to. Uh, Sasha was so um, hopefully I get to meet meet up again with him at some point. Um, but yeah, hopefully not play against him when he's running Convocation, because uh, he knew exactly what he was doing. And he was one of the ones that had Electra in, so he had a points value of... Uh, I can't remember what threat value it was. He said was like the threat value for Electra to go in. And he had a play with the ninjas for every time they die, you bring back the Iron Bound books. Yeah. And then it just basically recycles and just keeps going. So... uh yeah, he, he was kind of talking about that, and I was like, "Well, I'm glad I didn't play against that then." <laughs> that yeah, there's a. I was going to say when we were talking about grunts before, Electra, I believe, was the most popular one there, which was a real surprise. Mm. But it was all the convocation guys running her, um, yeah, because, because of, of that, that. and, and yeah. I was quite surprised to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's a surprise when, I mean, in theory, you could say, "Well, Shadowlands Daredevil does as." does it as well so why not put someone in that is a bit more solid but uh, I don't know whether Electra's got a more reliable way of bringing hand ninjas in I think she does with her attack isn't it off the back of her attack they come in from memory uh, they're guaranteed to come in yeah I think Daredevil would need to pay for them right okay that makes sense then so yeah you're just kind of getting an extra character and cannon fodder to farm your cards so yeah her, her ancient throne blades which is a builder attack after the attack is resolved if there's not a hand ninja's character in play place it within one right okay yeah no that's solid then yeah i can understand that yeah and you place but, it with an activated token but if all you're doing is doing it so that they die it doesn't matter yeah yeah definitely but no it like i say it was one of those where i was just like i kind of finished the game i think it was in about 40 minutes it, it was so quick i was like right yeah <laughs> everyone's like what happened i was like i don't know like dice <laughs> dice just happened um but no like i said it was still a fantastic game it was just one of those that you just couldn't really do anything against they happen they happen um as we're about to talk about yes so talking about uh being brought back down to earth uh, I had the joy of playing Mr. Pat Dunford, uh, who is one of the hosts of the Across the Bifrost. 
one of mm-hmm. the uh, original MCP podcasts. He has been around, again, more or less since inception. He has been very successful in the leagues uh, and is a very, very good player. So I did the thing that I hate myself for doing, but I do far too often, which was as soon as I saw it was part, I was like, well, I've lost. (laughs) And I wish I I didn't, but I did. Now, that doesn't mean to say that had I not done that, I would necessarily change the result. But I, I did make some stupid mistakes. And I think it's all down to this concept of against certain people or certain affiliations. I'm just like, well, I haven't got a chance. And I just kind of switch off. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. So Pat was running Guardians of the Galaxy. And this was one of the Thanos Guardians of the Galaxies, the well-known... Um... <laughs> well-known story arc. Of... Ah, exactly. Um, we, we can't complain too much. But yeah, Thanos one of the things that a lot of people had noticed was Thanos did appear in a lot of the top lists. He was popping up everywhere. It was. Like, and I think yeah. going into it, if you'd ask most people what they thought would be the, like, don't like to say it, but the, the most troublesome rather than broken character, everybody yeah. was like Dr. Voodoo or Black Cat. I think somebody did a summary that said there was only one Dr. Voodoo in the top 10 three black cats and four Thanoses or something stupid like that. Yeah. So I think Thanos was definitely more problematic. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion since the event around Thanos and what to do with him. Not sure there's much you can do, but maybe we'll talk about that another day. So Pat was running Thanos with space and reality. He had Star-Lord, Groot and Rocket as his affiliated and he was also had mystique in there which was really surprised me to be honest and turned out to be a real pain right um he had priority and we had hammers and demons at 18 Mm -hmm. now i had uh black cat ghost rider moon knight voodoo and blade i had blind obsession field dressing med pack bats and siege as usual it (laughs) This was one of those ones where, you know, there was a couple of hammers to go get, and then we had demons downtown down the middle. One of the hammers on the right was on top of a building, which I didn't think he'd get to, and again, this was one of my stupid mistakes. The hammer on the left, I ended up putting Blade out there, and he put Thanos out there, and I was never going to take on Thanos with just Blade. Yeah. So, because he had priority, he went and got the one on the right. I looked across and thought, well, I should go get that one. But I knew that Thanos would just tractor beam him in, put him in a place where Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket would all just beam to death. So I didn't go yeah. for that. <laughs> so that meant, you know, <laughs> start of the game, I've given up three hammers and I've only picked up one. I did manage to get my demon portal in the middle demon portal with ghost rider and voodoo blade came into the middle thanos used blade as a bit of a plaything. he just moved him around at his will <laughs> i put blind obsession on i think moon knight put it on thanos but then completely whiffed multiple times it, it was one of those games where i don't want to say the dice decided it but 
the dice definitely were not in my favour, which I couldn't complain considering what happened in the last game. Yeah. At one point, Ghost Rider was dazed, and then Thanos did an attack into Voodoo, and I think we counted seven crits. Oh, God. <laughs> and obviously, had Ghost Rider been alive, spend the two, and that would have taken a massive chunk off of Thanos and really yeah. swung the game. Then Thanos. Uh, started the next turn, went into Ghost Rider, and then did something like another seven crits. <laughs> um, and again, because it was into Ghost Rider, he can't do that on his own attacks either. So there were there were two chances where Thanos had Ghost Rider not been dazed or being attacked, you know, really could have um, impacted Thanos. Even Pat, you know, mentioned how many, you know, how how on fire Thanos' dice were and they were yeah. Mystique caused quite a bit of problems as well a couple of times I wanted to do things and couldn't you know she ended up rolling a couple of crits and I was like oh well I'll you know cause uh, points to her but obviously you can't because it's a reactive I couldn't use yeah. bats a couple of times where I think it was on Voodoo I could have stopped him from getting either dazed or KO'd at one point uh, from a mystique attack but again i couldn't use that so she, she you know when i run her she hasn't really done much with her four dice rapid fire but again it, it, it went really well those two alone caused me the problems the actual guardians didn't really do that much <laughs> i did have one bit where after voodoo had been dazed by thanos can't remember who it was it might be moon knight somebody moved up and field dressinged voodoo and then voodoo was able to move on to the back point steal a hammer off somebody and steal the back point so right. i had a bit of a swing i had that one turn where it all went well blackout ran off into a corner with another hammer just so i could guarantee scoring a point per turn um but overall it it was it's a great game playing somebody like that. You know, it's an education watching it happen. However, looking back, there were bits where I was like, you know, had, had those dice not gone certain ways, had I not done stupid things, it could have been a lot closer. It finished 16-10, so it wasn't a complete blowout. Okay. But I don't think at any point... <clears throat> Once I lined up Blade against Thanos... It was just, I mean, in in my defence, I put Blade out there and then he put Thanos out there. I didn't look at Thanos on the flank and go, ooh, I could do that. But I thought I'd take the other flank anyway. Yeah. I, you know, it was all going downhill at that point and he was in control. And and think, you know, when you've got a control piece like Thanos, you've got a player of the level of Pat. I've already given him a two-point swing by giving him the extra hammer. It was an uphill climb all the way. You didn't really need to get involved in the Demons Downtown, you know, the secure part, because yeah, yeah. he had the hammers, he was destroying me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he took what he needed, him. he was yeah, able yeah. to cycle through characters that were incinerated and not worry too much. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a hard one when things like that happen, like when you just kind of like look at the table and go, not really much I can do here to like swing the game. Um it, it is a hard one um and like you said when you play against someone as good as pat it's uh it's even harder yeah and i, I don't know why but i just 
I, I saw he had Thanos in his list, but I didn't actually expect to see Thanos on the table. And I've got right. Loki in my list specifically for Thanos, and I didn't put him down because I, I didn't think he would be there. And 19th threat, I've kind of got a standard Midnight Suns for 19th threat because I use it a lot with Demon. Yeah. And looking back, that would have been one thing I could have done is put Loki in just to kind of tax Thanos a little right, bit more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it was one of those ones where I was like, yeah, fair enough. It, you know, I didn't go into it expecting to win. I didn't come out yeah. of it embarrassed. It is what fair it is. Um, but Pat was a great opponent. Uh, we chatted a fair bit because I played him once before online. Um, we chatted about podcasts a bit. Um, it, it was, you know, a, a really good game. Excellent. Well, talking about uh, games that you know you can't win, my round so I was like yeah I was back down to reality 2-1 got the loss let's go back to playing someone that's kind of on my level um, and then the draw comes up and I get played against uh, paired against Aaron uh, yeah <laughs> so there was 7 players on 3-0 and so it meant someone had to play down and for some reason I was the unlucky so and so that got paired up um, so yeah, I was playing uh, Mr. Web Warrior Protocols himself. Um, so it, it was great. I mean, like, I've never met Aaron, so like, we kind of spent the first, I think, 15 minutes just literally chatting and having a bit of a laugh. Um, it, it was very much like you said against Pat, you kind of go into the game going, I've lost this. <laughs> like, you've, you've got Aaron playing um, Shock Horror Web Warriors, and I'm playing Cabal, Um I think even if I had a good roster, I would struggle. Um, it's not a favourable matchup, really. No, no. So um, I got priority priority again, um, and we got Research Station and Riot Sparks, um, and he chose sixteen. Um, and he chose. Well, I'll go through my roster first. So I had Sinister, Cassandra Nova, Red Skull, and Hood, and he went with. Um, Gwen, Black Cat, Moon Knight, Venom, and Miles. So a very kind of standard Web Warriors list. Um, it was very much a lesson in how to play Web Warriors and how good Aaron was. Like he said, he'd never played against Mister Sinister or Cassandra Nova. So like turn one, he moved up onto the researcher, um, and it was in. I got in range uh, with the. I did the teleport for the cube with Cassandra Nova and got in range and actually moved Gwen and Venom off it. He was like, "Oh, <laughs> he was like, oh, I didn't realise that that could happen." Um, so that that was kind of very much. Uh, but it was a very much. Uh, I've given you that one thing and that's it. Like <laughs> I'm now going to make you punish it. Um, obviously, I know how good Venom is and lethal protector so I kind of spent most of the game with Cassandra Nova just moving him as far back as possible um, it wasn't even kind of trying to do damage it was just literally just get out into the push him away but then in response to me moving one of his characters the web warriors just seemed to pull me left right up down around I, I think at one point I did a whole loop the loop it, like, it seemed to be so many characters could just chuck me all over the place and 
all webbed up then put me made me slow and then they were hitting me with extra dice and... yeah once they get that power to start oh, yeah the it chain was... reaction it's very difficult at that point everything went off and then he just pushed my mr sinister out like away and it, it was very much a case of like okay uh like there's nothing i can do here <laughs> um yeah i mean it was the most one-sided game of mcp i've had but i expect that against probably the best player in the world for someone who's played how many ever games he said he's played i think he said it was a thousand or something well you um, were his hundredth on i was Shanks, about to you? say i was his hundredth opponent on Longshank, so i do have that as a kind of little uh tick against my name unfortunately i didn't do a badge for it because i would quite like that um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was his hundredth opponent on long shanks um but yeah it, it was just like playing another level um it, yeah there's nothing i could have done it was 16-4 in the end i mean hood literally sat on a objective on the side and scored me four points in four turns but like everyone else just got either ko'd or just pulled apart and completely moved around um moonlight thankfully didn't one-shot me that's normally the story for me is moonlight one-shots me whenever i play against them um but all that you seem to do is gain power every game (laughs) every turn like every time he was rolling is it a blank gives you power or no it's just every time that you do your rapid fire uh, no, when he has the multiple personalities at the oh, start. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, for his multiple personalities, yeah. A blank or a shield gives you just a power. Yeah, so he rolled a blank, I think, every single turn. Um, but then once he got kind of Moon Knight in... So Aaron has a tattoo of the moon on his hand. So he, he says he always rolls his dice for a Moon Knight on that hand. Fair enough. Um, and then, like, whenever he attacks and that... But, yeah, once he got into range, then he started just chopping me up. So, uh, yeah, it was... Like I said, it was an amazing game just to actually play against someone that good and actually like chat about stuff and just kind of chat about everything and anything really, rather than that. And he, he liked the uh, status cards as well. He goes like, it's a really good like fun thing. And I even he even had him out and he was like checking him as well. So it just shows that even the top players like a little reminder. So. Always good, aren't they? Hi. <laughs> um... But no, it, yeah, like I said, it's not really much to say about the game itself. It was just a, a lesson in how to play MCP with Web Warriors. Um, like I played Web Warriors a couple of times last summer, but I, I just couldn't really get the grips with them. Like I, I didn't really understand them, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, like uh, seeing what he did, I was like, oh, okay, that's how you play them. Like I, I can kind of see why people play them now they're very much a control will just kind of yeah pull you around and see what happens and they've got so much movement as well it's uh it's a massive uh annoyance when you think you've pushed like with cassandra nova you think you've pushed somebody out of the way and they just move like three up range three up the board you're like oh okay so yeah i think uh, as soon as yeah. you get on the back foot to a control team it can be a very frustrating game because you're just constantly chasing shadows at that point yeah oh yeah 100 percent. It, it was there were a couple of times where i think turn one sinister like did quite a bit of damage to miles i was like oh okay if i can like get rid of a couple of characters here this might go okay and then like you said they just kind of came back and then just started yeah, controlling you, and 
you've got to really finish them off because as soon as you start yeah. giving them power, it means they everything well, yeah, comes on. Was, you yeah. kind of have to either starve them of power or go all out and really take them out early. Yeah. Um, so no, like I said, it was fun game, but very much a one-sided uh, battle, unfortunately. So I finished today on two and two. So I, I kind of started on a high and then went back down to, like I said, reality. Um, but no, it was it was a nice, enjoyable first day for me. Excellent. I mean, at the end of the day, you would have taken two two going into it. So oh, 100%. Yeah, um, it, it was just like even when me and Aaron got to the table, he's like, oh, are you on three and oh with Cabal then? I was like, no, I'm on two and one. And then like we, we got Tony over and we're like, is this match meant to be happening? And he kind of went through and he was like, oh, God, have I done something wrong? We're like, it's fine. We'll play it. Like, And then we realised, oh, no, there's seven three and oh, so that'll be why. Um, yeah, it does yeah. happen sometimes. You get pared down. It's it's always a difficult one because, you know, it kind of, I suppose that early on, it doesn't really make that much difference to strength of schedule. But later, when you get pared down later on and most of the games are already decided, it can do. But yeah. it is it, it part and parcel of not getting even numbers, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that was my day one. What about uh, you for your game four? So I played a familiar face, <laughs> Mr. Alan Gibb. Um, ah, yes. And in fairness to Alan, I, I really felt sorry for him over this weekend because he ended up playing me, you, and Sam, all from the northeast. Yeah. All that like you could easily play just by coming to to one of our events. He also played Nick, who is a fellow Scot, um, playing in the the scottish events up there oh, right okay um so he ended up playing a bit came all the way down here and four out of his seven games were people that he could have played um quite locally or has oh, played God. multiple times before so i've played alan i want to say four times this may be the fourth um always a great game always good fun and as you mentioned before he was playing shield which never played before but you know you beat them with cabal can't be that difficult can they <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, yeah. I don't know what was wrong with them. They're absolutely fine. Um, where it all started to go wrong was I won priority and we went mutant extremist and sword. Now, I went with extracts because I just... His extracts were where these jank was as such so he had herbs for example i can't remember what the other two were but they were all ones where i looked at and thought he's probably got some weird and wonderful plays with all the shield stuff for it so let's avoid that yeah he then they say he ended up picking out sword base for his secure and i hate sword i've only played it once it wasn't too <laughs> bad that time but it just yeah and what made matters worse was he picked 14 now, I didn't think that was too bad. I've got an OK 14, I thought. It just, it was painful. So he had uh, Nick Fury plus his uh, agents, Wong, Two Threat Black Widow, Black Cat and Iron Man. Whereas I had Blade, Moon Knight, Iron Fist and Voodoo. Now, I forgot, I'll be honest, sword is where you want to try and go five wide i don't think i can go five wide anyway i've only got the one two threat in right so you know but i wasn't expecting him to go five wide and that was 
just because I haven't played enough sword base. Something that kind of was super popular for a while and then seemed to die out. Disappeared, yeah. So this was a very bizarre one in that on my right, I think it was Nick Fury went and found the senator uh, really quickly. Voodoo faced off against Iron Man on the left, which was relatively even. The middle was a bit of came and and went, and then, like I say, on the right, he ended up. I think it was uh, Nick Fury that found it, but I I'd got everybody into a position, and essentially turn one, I think it was. I just needed to do one damage with Blade to get enough power to do Siege. And I kind of felt like, start of turn one, if I could do the Siege... Um, sorry, this this must have been turn two. Had everybody had enough power apart from Blade uh, right. to do Siege. And so Blade had two attacks into Nick Fury, only needed to do one damage in order to get me that one power to get me uh, enough power to do Siege at the start of turn 2. So I had priority going to 2 because he had the 5 characters and I thought, this is fine, not a problem. 2 attacks with Pierce on the wild didn't, just didn't. <laughs> didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, yeah. Then I was in that position of do I do Siege and do it all without him or do I not? And it messes up my plan. I don't think I did it at that point. I think I did it later on. But that kind of dictated the way it went. Added to that, he got the... I don't know how he managed it, but he passed... In fact, it wasn't Nick Fury that picked up. I think it was one of his other characters that picked up. I think it might have been Black Cat. Um, or whoever he had with the initiative. Yeah. The, the shield initiative and he therefore had the gadget and he was able to hand it off to his um, agents and obviously when you then kill his agents they get to place it within two as opposed to you placing it within two so we basically had a game where I was constantly killing them to stop him from scoring it but they were then placing it further and further away and then Nick Fury <laughs> would just go and summon them and they'd pick it up and move and what have you that therefore meant the middle he was able to flip the sword I, I got it sometimes he got it other times then it just escalated into a bit crazy near the end where he just was di basically dictating it all I think yeah. he may actually have tabled me in the end I think he managed to kill everything um, but yeah it, w it was a frustrating game he, Voodoo should have killed Iron Man and failed and then got Heliostov, Nick Fury just made ridiculous saves. <laughs> Even Alan, you know, Alan was laughing at the fact that it just he was making far more saves than he should have done. It's the surprise I had against him. He was pretty tanky. It's a four-three-four, and we were like, "Why has he got four Mystic defense?" Well, this was the thing against uh, Blade that was killing me really, because Blade was doing his Mystic katanas, and yeah, he was just yeah. So I, I had one good bit where Iron Fist and Blade managed to chop up m most of the centre. 
But once I lost Voodoo on the left, it just meant that you could flip that one and then move into the centre and focus on the right. And I just I just couldn't keep up. So I ended up losing that one 16-5. It wasn't as one-sided as it sounds. But at the same time... <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah, it just... The score suggests it's much more one-sided than it, it was. But it just I could never quite get what I needed. Um, and yeah, it just got away from me i think by this point alan was in the groove of shield right. he played you know this was obviously his fourth game he was starting to get all the tricks going as such but as always against alan really good game really enjoyable excellent uh learned a lot about shield in that game yeah so um, the thing i found i forgot to mention in the first game was the uh, Eye in the Sky tactic card just coming back like every turn such a pain to, like just being able to pull a character out of range and then you get the tactic card back at the end of Nick Fury's there it's just like oh, he, I think he managed to play it like every turn against me so it's, uh, it was a big pain I don't know how you it didn't actually it. come up that often in ours right Um, it was one of those ones where you'd mentioned it and actually it didn't it wasn't something that came up, but I was expecting it yeah. to come up quite a bit. It did occasionally, and I think near the end it probably saved him because I think he had one of his objective runners that I was about to, to get. But no, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be having spoken to you at lunchtime about it all. Yeah. It was just, I don't know, it seemed to be like every turn he was just like, right, I'm the sky, and you're like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's frustrating, isn't it, when that happens? Yeah. It was just the fact that it came out every turn that just became an, an annoyance. You're like, right, you've got that back again, don't you? You almost had to kind of bait it out of him before then doing something else to um, actually what you wanted to do. So, no, I, I can see Shield as they get more and more practice being a uh, a very, not janky, but a very tactical list that I think will catch a few people out every so often. Absolutely. I think it takes some getting used to playing against the Grunts, definitely. Yeah. So, you finished day one on... Two and two, two as well. well. So Excellent. Again, I've quite happily taken that beforehand. If somebody offered me two and two at the start of it all, I would have taken that, especially considering who I was playing in, in some of those games. Yeah. But we, th- I think one of the best things was between the seven of us, I don't think any of us had played each other on day one. No, it, no, it was a nice because uh, that's what we were saying on the way down as well. Like it's probably going to be at least one of us playing each other. Like four games with seven of us, you would expect that you'd get at least one of us playing, but no. Thankfully, uh, none of us did. No, absolutely. And then we had uh, a good evening. We went, got some food. We did the quiz. We did. So Tony hosted a Marvel quiz, which we didn't do so well in. Uh, I, I, I was abandoned by most of my teammates near the end of that one. I would great. say we came just outside the top three. We came fourth out of four. So I was going to yeah. say, yeah, that, that, <laughs> it wasn't overly impressive. <laughs> no, I mean, it was a shame that there wasn't as many people there for the they, I, I can kind of understand why there wasn't because I know the quiz was on it, started at 
six, wasn't it, that it started and we finished the last game at five or was it it started at seven and we finished at six? I think it was seven and we finished at six or something like that. There wasn't a, a large gap between the two. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I'm not sure how many people... I don't think it was a crowd of people that were used to having the quiz there. I think... Yeah. For my understanding is from the AOS events, two-day AOS events there, quite often they would put a quiz on on the evening and people would just stay and, and drink. And I think the more we have the event and the more times you put the quiz on, the more likely it is you're going to get more people staying, if that makes sense. Yeah, just makes it a bit more of a social thing. I mean, there was, what was it? There was the seven of us across two teams and then there were probably another, what, 10 or... 12 across another two teams because yeah. so. I think there were more there were five teams in total weren't there six in fact was there yeah pretty sure there were six because there were us two and then there were more than two more oh right okay yeah apologies I thought it was only four two. I was I kind just of proved how little bit, attention so. you were paying to it all yeah well I was kind of on and off the phone a bit so uh, I'm not cheating, I should say. Just on a <laughs> yeah, no, there was no. Unfortunately, there was no cheating. Nobody helped yeah, me. Yeah, I was on and off the phone cheating, and we still came last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but no, I mean, it, it was a it was good fun. We got some food from one of the local takeaways and brought it back. Oh, had God. a couple more drinks. The hottest Thai food ever. Yes, you yeah. kind of. We got some free. Chicken, chicken bites, bites things. I don't which... do spice, and I was like, oh, this is quite nice. And then suddenly, like, this wave of heat just hit me. But for some reason, I just kept eating it. Cause it was... Yeah, I don't do spice. And I saw you eat your first one and saw your reaction. And I never touched it, which I'm so <laughs> glad about. But, hi. They, they were, like, they were really nice to eat. I just couldn't deal with the spice. But I was like, you know what? I just want to, you know, them, that type of food that you just really want to kind of keep eating. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I just washed it down with a couple of ciders. So yeah. I was okay. Um but no, it was nice food. It was nice just to hang out and chill out and that. And uh, uh, a few of our group were a bit more drunk than the rest. So they, Absolutely. Uh, there, were, there was different levels of drunkenness at that point. And yeah. some um, people came back into the venue after going out to get food. So there was kind of a flow of people coming in and out as some people left. Others seemed to appear from nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of left some of them playing Scythe five again and then we all went back and watched moon Knight and match of the day i think it was or yeah we, yeah. we watched episode three didn't we because i was the only one out of the five of us who had um seen it and i wanted to be able to talk about it and so we were like right let's just watch it so we ended up going back watching that and uh having a good chat about that and yeah as you do and then we found out that the draw was up yeah that evening, the draw went up, and um, I got my arch nemesis. Yeah, I, I got some idiot. Um, run some sort of podcast, I don't know. He knows nothing. Yeah, we got each nothing. other. Yeah, just what we want on start of round, day two, round five, is play each other that we could do any day of the week. So um, it, it was inevitable. We said that it would happen at some point, that someone would get drawn against someone else like from the group so yeah we got each other didn't we we did yes and well so i was running <laughs> i was gonna say how do, we'll just kind of go back and forth a little bit it's uh it it's not really that uh 
bigger deal. We're not going to cover it twice nope. for our own prospectors. <laughs> so I had Blade, Ghost Rider, Black Cat, and Bullseye because we had. So who had priority? You won priority. Yep. And we ended up with. So you must have gone with Skiers. So I had a mutant extremist, and you had superpowered scoundrels. Yep. And we went 14 threat after no, my success of my previous uh, 14 threat. I went with another 14 threat. See, this is why I don't like playing you. Like all the other opponents, when they get a 20 threat, you choose 20 threat because you get all the toys on the table. You're don't like, like no, toys. 14. <laughs> yeah, you. I think it's because you like you had 20. Hulk in your thing, and I was like, I don't want to play Hulk. Where's Hulk? It's fine. You've got Ghost Rider and that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, who well, did you end up with? I had Red Skull, Zemo, Sinister, and Black Cat. So you were a little bit worried that we were literally going to have a kind of mirror match of characters. Um, yes, we had some very similar ones, didn't we? Yeah, new thought I was going to put Ghost Rider in, and uh, uh, what was it, Ghost Rider and Black Cat, and then put uh, Bullseye in instead. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get both of them in and stay affiliated, which was the problem. Um, so, I, yeah, I had to kind of put Sinister in and go Black Cat. I was like, well, Sinister's a bit more tanky. He'll be okay. Um, Zemo's fast to kind of get try on the objective. You've got Black Cat that can obviously steal and uh, can move long as well. So I still don't understand why Black Cat doesn't have wall, wall climber. No, it would make life a lot easier if she was wall crawler, but um, I I think it's just the fact you look at her and you just assume she does. I always thought she had, and then it wasn't until I looked at the card again and went, oh yeah, she doesn't. Like, I just don't understand it, because she's always, well, when you read the comic, she's always flying through the city and, like, using her whip to kind of launch herself everywhere, so... Yeah. It is what it is. But Um, I... I switched up my tactics cards for this one. So I actually ended up with Deal with the Devil. So the evening before, I was talking to somebody and I was, I was working it through my brain. I was like, I'm going to actually give Ghost Rider, Deal with the Devil and Bullseye a run out. Um, yeah. And it just so happened that it worked, the threat worked so I could do it. So I went with that. And it was a bit of a, because we were playing each other, it was like, hey, why not? And it actually worked out quite well. Although we never actually needed to deal with the devil, but Ghost Rider was quite impactful. I also yeah. picked Mission Objective, which yes. I hadn't used. And again, I don't think I ended up coming up in the game, but I'm 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 warming to that card, especially with the single extract ones. Yeah, I think it's definitely uh it's one that I've took in and out my list a few times. Um like just being able to kind of move it onto someone else rather than like just dropping it is a kind of massive thing. So I think it's one that probably I will start using in the future a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this game. <laughs> How should we cover it? <laughs> should we just go into the what happened? Just like, go into what away? happened. So because. It, it was Black Cat, wasn't it, that moved up and got the... Yeah, so my first activation, Black Cat moved up, uh, had to climb onto a building, and found the... Um, uh, Senator, is it? No, the... Yeah, the Senator, mutant. isn't it? Senator, yeah. Uh, like, 
first activation, which was like, oh, great, okay, excellent. Uh, I didn't really mind it because I was like, well, she's got stealth. It means like she's got a bit of protection and it's all fine. Um, and then Ghost Rider moved up and uh, one shot her. Yes. I, I was expecting yeah. to do a little bit of damage, get some power. Um, and yeah, like you say, kind of one shot her. I was able to then pick it up. I then bounced around and um, went on to a. One of the superpowered scoundrels, I think. Yep. You had the middle one, didn't you? Or uh, for the objective, no, no one had the no middle one. one. The we middle. kind of like left it. Um, the problem was because we were both four wide and there's five objectives. We kind of had to leave that middle one for the time being. Um, yeah, and that's one of the reasons I went to fourteen because you've got the five objectives. It kind of fourteen makes it quite difficult to yeah. be able to to cover all of them. I had basically bullseye out on the right by himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I might put another two in. Cause I, I found it in a couple of games recently, uh, like this weekend, where I wanted to run a specific roster and I went, oh, I've not got another two. So, like, yeah. it, like and then you've got to kind of basically take out two, another character and then put in a bigger one. And you're like, oh, okay, that's not really what I wanted to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of like one of those where... It was a bit like Sasha, like the moment you lose a character turn one, you're like, well, this is not ideal. And especially yeah. where it's like the objective one. So we were kind of like saying at the start of turn two, it was kind of obvious I had to activate Black Cat of where she's going to get. The, like, this was the problem, wasn't it? You were in a situation where Black Cat had been flipped. She was near Blade, Ghost Rider, and... It wasn't looking good for her. No. You had to activate her and go and steal it off Ghost Rider and then try and survive. Or, if you didn't, she was just going to get taken out anyway, wasn't she? Like, yeah. It was... It, either way, you were going to have to try and make sure she survived. So, you did the only thing you really could do. I think one thing that I didn't expect that you did, which was to... You, you grappling hooked, then you attacked Ghost Rider to stagger him and i thought you would just like move pick it up then move and grappling hook away because you got the yeah. wild on the attack to stagger ghost rider you then got that extra short move which really helped out and then you were able to get within one pick it up move around the corner yeah so i i wanted to essentially grappling hook across uh, do Troublemaker and the Ghost Rider get the uh, stagger off? Yeah. Get the objective, then get the power to then do Troublemaker again into um, Blade. Blade, and do it like that. But I think I didn't do any damage to Ghost Rider. I, think... I didn't have damage. To... I can't remember what I, what one it was. You, you I didn't were one damage out. Off. Yeah. Because or or one cabal, power out at least. Yeah, with the cabal obviously, like even with the spenders, you do like one damage, you're getting an extra power. And I just need to do that one damage to then get an extra troublemaker and then potentially get the other move. And I was like, right, I could potentially like get rid of two of your actions. I know Blade's gotta pay the power to do the shake, etc. Um like, yeah, yeah, when you were going to do that, I wasn't too worried about Blade because of that, but I could still see what you were trying to do. Yeah, I was just trying to get the extra movements off to 
then give me a bit of a chance to kind of get away and potentially yeah. like relocate. But yeah, it didn't really work. And then obviously Black Cat died. And then I've got three characters against your four. Um, and it became one of them where I, I couldn't seem to roll to do anything. Like, I think you had, who was it that you had in the middle for a bit? Was it, uh, you had your black cat in the middle. I think my black cat stayed in the middle, yeah, and she she was just out of three, and then when she moved into three, you just couldn't damage her. Yeah, Zemo charged in and did, like, two attacks and just did nothing. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And it was just like, oh, even that was, like, not enough, like, there was just nothing that I could do to actually Because I think he was just outside of one, wasn't he, Zemo, when he charged in, so I was getting cover as well, and it just made matters worse. Um. So yeah, it was one of those where it's just one of every. Well, we joke every game that we play. You uh, one shot one of my characters turn one. It's normally with Moon Knight, who I didn't bring. Yeah, with that because I did I choke out loud. I I think I thought twice. I was like, well, at least he's not brought Moon Knight, so he's not going to one shot a character. And then you did it with Ghost Rider. But I mean, I say that, and it's not even an exaggeration. Every game we play, you one shot a character turn one. It definitely like, feels like the yeah. our most recent games has, has definitely gone that way. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, just it, it, dice be dice, as they say. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's always a fun game to play. Trevor, it's a bit of a laugh, but it was 16-7 in the yeah. end for you. Cabal um, got some tricks, and there were there were some things you did that was like, ooh, that sounds painful. There were, One thing came up, which was interesting, because you'd been told earlier on in the well, you'd been told in the previous day, hadn't you, about yeah, flying the characters ignored line of sight. Line of sight, and I was like, no, I'm trying to think who it was. I played that told me that. I'm not too sure who it was. Um, and I was like, oh, do they? And because they'd like told it to help me, I was like, oh, okay. Like you know, when you don't really think about yeah. it, you're just like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like. Um, I mean, never really crossed my mind before, but yeah, that big building was a size. We said it was a size five, I think we said it was. Um, so sinister couldn't. I was trying to beam across it, and then we're yeah. like, actually, can we? Do it? And we had to like flip through the rule book and find it. It's like just shows even after all the games that we've played, there's still like little rules where you're like, what is well, the actual ruling for this? It was one of those ones where, as you were doing, it, I was like, you can't do that, and, and I said to you, like, because we ended up rewinding a little bit because yeah i kind of was like well you've obviously been told by somebody you you're clearly doing something for a reason to then be like oh, well you've wasted your entire activation yeah to get in a position for it yeah um but i think why i struggled with it is because it is i'm sure it's an aos rule and when you said it in the back of my mind it was like is it just an aos rule or is it a yeah, MCP rule. And in you, this rule you kind well. of start to question yourselves and we had a quick look and we couldn't see anything obvious in the book and so I did call Tony over I was like Tony are we being stupid and he was like yeah no you can't do that I was like yeah. didn't think so but <laughs> yeah. um, I just needed somebody else to say it no it like so it's one of them more about this it's like someone told me I was like oh okay can you and like you said it must be like a rule from AOS or something where flight gives you line of sight for everything yeah. or whatever it was and like you said it just twigs something in the back of my mind it's like oh right okay yeah no that's fair fine and then yeah we just have to move it back but yeah, it, it was one of them where uh, like sinister even when he was getting in range 
it was Blade, wasn't it? I was trying to get rid of Blade. Yeah, because of the energy attacks to get rid of Blade. And I just couldn't seem to do the damage even with that. I was like, right, okay, I know energy's good against Blade, and then like, nah, it just wasn't happening. And it was even moving you away from the uh, out of cover, etc., just to like try and hit you properly hard. And it was like, no, nope, not happening. So it was one of them, like you said, dice be dice. But uh, yeah, I had a. Uh, Two games of dice be dice, which <laughs> were getting a little bit annoying, but it's one of the uh, not pet peeves of the game that I have, but uh, one of them where it does feel like sometimes the dice are very, very spiky. Yes, and I, mean, I think the the point is in this game when dice spike, they spike. I think in yeah. other games, you also a, a lot of games we used to play, you rolled a lot of dice. Yeah. So they kind of even themselves out. On this, you're rolling four dice here, six dice, and they can spike because of the crits, the way that works, etc. And it does feel sometimes like kind of just escalates. Yeah. And yeah, two or three like rolls where they do do that, you just like, oh, okay, this is a uh, kind of properly uh, stuffed you up for the rest of the game. But yeah. It is what it is. I was about to ask, who did you play round five? <laughs> I, I'm just like, oh no, we've just talked about playing each other. So, um, so yeah, uh, I after the highs of the first two wins, I was still searching for that elusive uh, third win, unfortunately. But you'd managed to bounce back and you'd got your uh, third win? I did, yes. Yeah, so, uh, I'm obviously not overly happy having to, to beat you to, to get it, but happy to to be on that route one of the other side things was uh i think a lot of us wanted to see if we could win the best in affiliation yeah and i know there were three cabal in there the was end, three there? cabal yeah um but i knew going into it uh nick who ended up playing alan as i mentioned before from scotland uh, we'd been talking before and he said he was taking midnight suns so i knew he was taking midnight suns right so all weekend i was just keeping an eye on him you know having a friendly chat about this that and the other to kind of see where we were and at this point he, he'd pulled away but that win then brought me back to to close to within contention so it was it, again it, doing prizes for things like that especially when even though there were 60 players, because there are so many affiliations and so many viable affiliations. Yeah. I think Avengers had the most by far, something like 12 or something like that. But outside of that, there weren't that many that had vast amounts. I'm trying to have a look now to see if I can find it. Affiliation breakdown. Yeah, so you've got... Where's it gone? Um, Avengers had 16 players... Then next down was Criminal Syndicate with seven and Guardians of the Galaxy with six. X-Men had eight, so quite a few yep. in that. Outside of that, you had Brotherhood with five, A-Force with five, which was, again, a bit of a surprise. Then you get into the threes and fours and twos. So at that point, you kind of, let's say, there weren't. The only one that had a single affiliation, were, a single representative was S.H.I.E.L.D. Obviously, yep. only just come out, so that was understandable only three web warriors was a bit of a surprise because we've seen them dominate in the past yeah definitely yeah having only two wakanda as well uh, and i know one of those was 
Tom, who was playing Black Order and Wakanda. So again, yeah. that was a bit of a, a surprise because they've they've done well in the past. So yeah, that made it a bit interesting. Um, and knowing humans though, or Dark Dimension, I was surprised there wasn't a single Dormammu though. No, and I thought again, it's something that it's such a shame because you've got Thanos, and this was a topic as well. Thanos with the eight threat dominating things. Yeah. You've got Dumamu's an eight threat, and you just—I looked at the card after the event because I just wanted to have a look. So I was thinking, oh, I could maybe see how that goes. It's just nothing on there. It's, it's really com- considering what Thanos can do at eight threat and what he can yeah. do at eight threat. Yes, the gems is what gives Thanos the power, but yeah, it's so disappointing when you compare them like for like. Yeah, I mean, the only thing... Dormammu's got a decent defence, like a 4-4-5 and 10 health, which is good. Um, the fact that he count, counts skulls in both attack and defence roles for attack, when he attacks, it's quite nice. Like, he kind of... He is there to do a lot of damage. Like, I mean, he's got a basic six, six dice range for energy shadow bolt. When you're counting skulls, I mean... It, I might actually run Dormammu. And the amount of skulls I roll. Well, I yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, um, you know, the yeah. Guardian's Thanos has got reality, so the skull, his first skull's a crit. Um, yeah, that's true, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it is. It, yeah, they, it is hard. I mean, I think Thanos being able to do that is, yeah, it, it's becoming a problem because he is just an easy splash. Like the fact that now gems are not your roster slots, it's literally just built into a character. It's one of those that, like you said, you just keep and then if you need to put them in, you can put them in. And then Guardians, when they're all threes and two threats, and it's easy to kind of add them in. Because yeah, you've got giving him the re-rolls as well from, thing, you know. Yeah. It, it is interesting. But yeah, it was it was a shame that Dumas, there was no Dark Dimensions and in humans as well. Again, yes, they're very weak at the moment, but I should have ran him. Yeah, I, I was very close to running him. Uh, on when did we play? It was the club night. The was Thursday before, before or... wasn't it? Thursday before, I was very close on that Thursday night to just drop my cabal and put in humans in. Um, and then at the last minute, I was like, no, let's just stick with what I know. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, Inhumans just need a little bit of help, but I just don't know what you can do to help them. Like, that's the problem. No, that's the, yeah, you see, that's the problem. They, th- there's a number of affiliations where they've got five threat leaders, and that causes some problems. Yeah. And that's just a reality, but there we go. Um, So who did you have, then, for your round six? Round six? God, it's taking a while, isn't it? I forget how long these uh, things are when you've got so many games. Uh, I played Dave Cooper, who um, was quite a new player. Um, he mainly plays uh, Mid- Middle Earth, um, the Lord of the Rings game. Um, but he's just started playing um, locally at Stockport. But he's, he's played quite a few games at the minute, and he was running Spider-Foes. Um, so... We rolled off and I got priority again. So out of six games, I got five priorities, which is 
quite a so I could roll dice for priority. I'd, yeah, if if only that was like the be all and end all. So we did alien ship and portals, um, and he chose in true spider foe fashion a twenty threat. Told you, any chance you get to go twenty, go twenty. Um, so we went twenty. Um, at this point, like I've played spider foes lots when I played foo, so. I kind of knew what stuff does. I know, like, kind of, not how to beat them, but it's just very much a smash up and hope for the best. Um, so he had, um, who did he have here? I'm just having a look. Green Goblin, obviously. He had Doctor Octopus, Lizard, Craven, Carnage, and Moon Knight. So it's not often you see Moon Knight in Spider Foes. No, um, he said he quite likes Moon Knight anyway, but he he likes the whole potentially get extra dice and then make your opponent re-roll dice. It makes defense. sense, you know, getting yeah, that, yeah. um, just like making their defense worse when you've got that triggering things. It, it can slowly build up to doing quite a bit of damage. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, portals when you're defending on energy defense, like I was surprised that Carnage was put in there with one defense. Um. Like, it makes them a bit harder to actually, like, flip anything. Um, on my side, though, I just thought, you know what? Let's just go out and have a bit of a laugh. So I went with Red Skull, Baron Zemo, Bullseye as my affiliated characters. And then I brought Hulk and Ghost Rider. Yeah, those well, well-known affiliated uh, Cabal characters. Um, so... This was quite a funny game because Ghost, uh, Green Goblin moved up onto the right hand side and found the Kree Power Core like first activation. So I was like, "Oh, okay, wasn't expecting that." Um, I then moved Baron Zemo up to that objective, uh, up to the, where the portal was, where Green Goblin was, failed to flip it, and I rolled a skull as well, so he got the placement within two and. He actually moved me back, but I said, like, you would have been better just moving me forwards in front of, like, the rest of your guys and just hit on me. Um, I then tried to flip the home portal with Red Skull and didn't flip it on, uh, what's his defense? It's three dice, didn't roll it, rolled a skull, and I got placed, like, within two of where I was, so I was, like, on the backboard a bit. So I was like, right, okay, well, two for two, I haven't flipped anything. He's got the power core, this isn't very good. Um, so essentially, Ghost Rider flipped it with his four defense. And then at that point, I just went, you know what, let's just go and bring the boys to the party and send, use the, uh, what's it called, the cube with Red Skull, move Hulk within two. Hulk then Gamma leapt and then moved forwards and then basically him and Ghost Rider on his home objective turn one and I dazed Doc Ock turn one um, Lizard kind of got just pushed around turn two he moved Green Goblin to kind of down, down to where uh, the home objective was because I managed to flip his home objective um, Hulk kind of jumped over Ghost Rider to the other side um, got in range of where Goblin was 
did a strike into him, got the throw off, and uh, threw him into uh, Lizard, who was directly behind him. Uh, not Lizard, sorry. Uh, uh, Craven, who was directly behind him. He did brace for impact. I was like, oh, okay. And then I did Hulk smash, and then, like, dazed Goblin. He dropped the core. Hulk picked up the core and just stood, like, basically in front of his whole team. He just went, well, I'm going to lose this game, so I'm literally focusing on Hulk because I've never killed Hulk. I was like, all right, <laughs> that's fine. And that's all that he did. It's the way this game like... should be, really, isn't it? Yeah, he literally just spent the whole game trying to get rid of Hulk, but Hulk was just tanking lots. Ghost Rider was then just hitting beams and like getting a load and incinerating and then just doing loads of damage. And it, it was very much a Hulk and Ghost Rider show while Bullseye, Baron Zemo and Red Skull just sat on the three points. So I had like all four. I had Decree Power Core and I was just dazing the character a turn with my character, uh, with those two. So I was being a bit of a nuisance. Um, and it ended up being 16 3 in the end. Um, and he ended up, he did end up killing Hulk at the very end. I think he had to get Carnage to do like two attacks into him and then play the tactic card as well to do the try think what it's called we are carnage whatever it's called i can't remember what the this is a tactic card where you can pull a character and then do a tendril attack so i know the one you do, mean like no the names escapes me yeah he had to do like three attacks for carnage to get the last couple of points of damage for and hulk to kill him but uh by that point it was very much a game over and uh it, it was a fun game. It was a true Spider-Foes game, if you know what I mean. Lots of fun, lots of laughing and just focusing on random stuff. Um, he did completely forget to put down Sinister Traps. <laughs> like, it was one that he said he had it in the tactic cards. I was like, that's fine. And we did like deployment and then uh, just started playing and then it got to turn three I think it was and Craven went to do a what's the one the tracker where you get extra dice against yeah. characters and he goes oh, I'll use my sinister trap token for this and then the moment he said it he just went I forgot to use sinister <laughs> traps <laughs> I was like oh yeah and he's like oh how have I managed to do that <laughs> so he was a little bit like oh okay but at that point like I said it, it was very much a kind of a past it um but no, really enjoyable game. Lots of fun. Like I say, I thought after the first couple of dice rolls of trying to flip portals and failing, it was going to be one of those games and him finding the power core like turn one. Yeah. It's like, oh no, it's one of them. But actually it kind of just helped me. Um, like I said, Bullseye literally just sat on an objective the whole game and just got ignored. So I was like, well, that's fine. You can just sit over there. Um, like I was expecting that Carnage was going to go and like murder him, and then then uses a uh, paint the town red and kind of then get the extra move and extra attacks. But he just kind of like I said, he kind of got very focused on I want to go kill Hulk, and that was it. So I was happy with that. I was like, yeah, if you want to spend your game trying to get rid of him, then crack on. So I got my third win, so I was happy. I was, well done. Uh, yeah. Like I said, enjoyable game. It's always fun playing Spider Foes. I was going to say, Spider Foes is one of those affiliations where as soon as you get drawn against them, you know it's going to be a fun you game. You know it's going to be good. And 
like I said, it is true spider foe fashion. You you get an opportunity to play twenty, you choose twenty threat. It's uh, <laughs> no, oh, um, never the right thing. Always to have to. But yeah, Hulk and Ghost Rider in a twenty threat is a uh, fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <For me. laughs> so uh, yeah, I was a uh, three and three uh, ending round six. So what about yourself? So I ended up playing Dan Hookvale. Now, as soon as Dan got to the table, I was like, I recognise him from somewhere, but not sure where. And uh, he kind of got to the table and had the same thoughts. And it was like, have we played each other? Yes, I think we have, but don't know where. Um, (laughs) And we played each other at, uh, I think it was Seventh City, um, back when early days COVID was still a thing and kind of impacting things, which meant we had to play in little pods of six. Right, uh, myself okay. and Lee Hamilton yeah. had gone down and we, we ended up playing in a little pod and we were like, ah yes, no, I remember now and at the time he was running Defenders um, unfortunately this time he was running Criminal Syndicate and he won priority and I knew at that point game over and again, <laughs> this is similar to what I'd said before about the whole Pat thing I shouldn't, you know, I, I knew Dan was a really good player running Criminal Syndicate I've the best way that I counter criminal syndicate is by winning priority and, and basically having the crisis that I have. Yeah. Being able to select, select pay to flip secures, which gives me a really good chance. It was, as I say, just one of those ones. It turned out a lot closer than we thought, uh, or at least I thought. So it was scrolls and infinity formula, 17 threat. And I had Blade, Black Cat, Bullseye, Moon Knight, and I put in Doctor Strange for this one because I knew what he was going to do. He's going to sit on objectives. Count as two. So I wanted to try and push him off with Doctor Strange, who's got a long range push, you know, with, on his attacks. As long as he does damage, he gets to push, and it's any direction. Yeah. So I was like, yep, yeah, I'm happy with that. He was running uh, Kingpin. Black Cat, Taskmaster, Rocket, Bullseye, and Ant-Man. Now, I knew Ant-Man was a pain in Criminal Syndicate because his his range is just so far. And he basically, he's turn one, he can go sit on the point. Not a lot you can do about it. And unless you've got two characters there, he's going to score it. So obviously with Scrolls, you've got... Sorry, Infinity Formula, it's a B-map. And on my left... I went up to try and find the scroll. I think it was Blade that went up to try and find it. He didn't find it. Therefore, I think I only had... I, I had to put... Because it put him in a position where really he should have just gone up and stood next to the Infinity Formula um, rather than trying to find it early. But I was thinking, you know, Criminal Syndicate are going to win on the secure. I've got to win the extract. If I've got any chance here, I've got to win the extract, and that way it gives me a chance to win the game. What it meant was, though, like I say, it meant that flank was vulnerable to Ant-Man. Ant-Man was more or less in the middle, and he could get to either of them. Um, On the right-hand side, I was okay. Doctor Strange Bullseye went and sat on the other one. Um, And it just meant that, i say, you could go either way. Ant-Man, on his last activation, went and sat on my left. So it meant I had to put, I can't remember whether it was Moon Knight or somebody else, they, they basically had to go onto that bottom left one 
just to stop him from scoring it, but it didn't mean that I couldn't score it. So that meant that I was in a position where, yeah, I was on the back foot. He ended up finding the scroll at some point with his black cat, I think it was. Which, obviously, not the right, well, not the ideal person to to have it. Strange attacked her and brought her forward towards me. And I didn't quite manage to take it off her at that point. She then ran off to the corner. I managed to daze her, drop it, and I basically... Doctor Strange went miles away from the Infinity Formulas and picked it up. We had a funny bit where... Essentially, we were both playing very cautiously and we went six rounds. But we were... I think I think we only went five rounds actually, but uh, I'm saying round six. That's because it was round six. I was going to say I didn't think Longshanks recorded round. <laughs> <laughs> I think we only got to round four, in fact. Um, but it, neither of us were particularly slow playing. We were just being because it was such a close game, and it, yeah. it came down to a point where essentially we worked it out that. Um, well, Dan worked out and he's like, all right, if I do this and this, it's, I'll, I'll win by one. If I don't get to that, um, it's a draw. So he didn't focus on getting the extra back and he just went for the secures, which was the right play. However, he had moved Taskmaster onto my back point and it was only like one or two activations later that I was looking at it all and trying to work it all out in my head of what I could do. And I was like, actually, Taskmaster's flipped, so he doesn't count as two. And at that point, it looked like I was going to win. Right. Because he'd miscalculated that. Um, at that point, he was then able to get Kingpin back to his objective. And I don't know whether Dan had realised this or whether... I, but I basically said, oh, but you're okay because then um, Bullseye can just walk down and take this one. Yeah. <laughs> and I, as soon as I said it, I was like, why did I tell him that? But it, it felt right because, like I say, he'd he thought he was in a position with Taskmaster, but he'd forgotten that he was flipped. And I, it's not to say that Dan hadn't or wouldn't have worked it out himself anyway. So we came to Blade needed to kill Bullseye with his range four attack. So I was able to bump in the night, get into range four, and do two attacks into him. If I had managed to uh, daze him at that point, then we would have had a draw. He didn't manage to daze him, long story short, and he just walked down onto my objective, which I was no longer holding because I'd had to bump in order to um, try and get within range 4 to kill him. If I had managed to one-shot him, it's only four dice physical, but if I'd managed to one-shot him, then I could have then moved back onto my objective and won the game. So yeah. it, it was doable, but you know, it was a great game. Like I say, it went super close, got to that point where it was down to the last couple of dice rolls, which is how you really want a game to go. But in the end, Crimson being Crimson, he was able just to, to walk onto my objectives and take it. So I ended up losing 10 points to 9. Oh, okay. 
So still very close, but super close. Like I say, at one point it looked like he'd worked out that he'd won. Then we worked out that it was a draw. <laughs> then we worked out that actually I was going to win. They were, and yeah, it was just one of those ones where because we were running out of time as well, and we were like, right, just he kind of said like, just give me a minute, and I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. And he went through it all to try and work out the best way to do it. Um, but great opponent, uh, really good game, and like I say, it was crimson. Running kingpin, as soon as you lose the priority role, it's an uphill struggle yeah. all the way. Ant-Man, again, I got Ant-Man down to... I flipped him early, and then I got him down to one health left, but Blade fluffed again, failed to finish him off, and then Ant-Man was able to daze both Blade and Moon Knight. God. One of them, so that was, again, one of those ones where you're just like... Oh, funny because you never see Ant-Man like that's the thing you don't he's a funny one but I think again as with so many characters people are quick to write them off because they don't do instant things you've got to think about it but he's a great character he really is especially in something like Criminal Syndicate where that long range move can put him anywhere like I say it was a beam map and he was basically in the middle of his deployment and he could get to either of my back points yeah yeah that's a massive uh thing that it's like there's probably a lot of characters out there that people just like I said have written off but actually have a place in certain rosters yeah and that's the beauty of it the diversity and the the way the game's constructed in that a lot of games you kind of have you you don't mix and match quite so much as you do in this game yeah which means that yeah there's always probably a place for something oh definitely yeah yeah so that was me three and three at that point nice and even um how how about yourself for the final round seven so i was three and three as well there was quite a lot of us on three and three from the there was the the group and the draw came out and you ended up getting thomas yes because we joked about this didn't we i forgot who you actually had in your round seven we we joked about the fact that there were four of us in the car all of whom were on three and three and wouldn't it be ironic if because i think by this point whereas the day one of the seven us that had gone down hardly anybody no i don't think anybody faced anybody yeah not just me and you had faced each other there were others that had ended up facing each other as well yeah so i ended up playing aunt paul who came down in the car with us so what it did mean though interestingly was we'd we'd set the car target for 14 wins between the four of us yeah and this basically as long as nobody drew guaranteed that the car guaranteed target it, was hit yeah it, it yeah it did hamper us on the uh trying to get best car because we were like well this might muck up our averages if the others do really well but um yeah, it, it was just like, we were like, what are the chances that the four of us in the same car end up playing each other last game? So I played Ant and he had Convocation. Um, and he actually won priority. And what did we pick? We picked Fear Grips and Gamma. Um, so I think it was my Gamma and his Fear Grips. And I chose 18 um, just because I was partly it was the last game and I always just want to play a higher points value. Um, but secondly, knowing my escapades against Sasha and complication, I would rather have more points to have more options than <laughs> play a lower point value. Whether that was right or wrong, I'm not too sure, but I mean, 
convocation seem to just have solid characters across everything. Um, so he chose, what did he choose? He had Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme as his uh, leader. He had Doctor Voodoo, Baron Mordo, Magic, and Baron Zemo. And for me, I had Red Skull, uh, Ghost Rider, Baron Zemo, Bullseye, and Mr. Sinister. Um, so, Ant had term one, and he had um, Eyes on the Prize, tactic yep. card, so you can interact with objectives within two. And he said he had planned for this all weekend and he hadn't managed to get it off with fear grips and he finally got it off this turn. So essentially with uh, Doctor Strange, because he gets the extra two power a turn, he could play Eyes on the Prize, pick up his home hammer, double move across to the side and pick up the second hammer in one turn, which just absolutely threw me. I had Baron Zemo on one side by himself and I was like oh excellent, I can get that hammer and then move into the middle, blah de blah de blah and then he just did that and I was like oh, okay <laughs> and he said, he kind of like I say, he explained, he's like, I've been wanting to do this all weekend so I'm glad I've got it off once Yeah. so as we talked about, Strange with is a very strong character on attacking with re-rolls but you give him two hammers and suddenly becomes even uh, even stronger um, essentially magic went on one side and picked up the other objective which meant I was three hammers to one and I'm kind of on an uphill struggle um, so I just had to kind of play down the middle and it was a very very fighty game like in one turn I managed to daze his Baron Zemo he managed to daze mine um, I managed to get rid of Dr. Um, not Dr. Voodoo. I managed to get rid of uh, Baron Mordo. No, I didn't. Sorry, I dazed Baron Mordo. Um, he... <laughs> so, it, like I said, he had Strange with these two hammers and he moved uh, Strange back a bit and essentially Ghost Rider managed to do a hell on wheels. I, I did Cosmic Invigoration, reactivated um, Ghost Rider and excuse me, reactivated Ghost Rider and moved on to his home objective. Um, I managed to get rid of uh, Strange or Dazen, so he dropped both of his hammers. Um, I didn't have the power to pick them up though, so they kind of got dropped. And then I had the turn for turn three, and Zemo charged in went into uh, Doctor Strange with the um, sword sword strike yep. spiked on his dice and did like 8 hits and did like 3 or 4 damage uh, left him on 1 wound um, I then managed to move around and pick up the 2 hammers then went in with Strange and I played Dark Rain on him to cool. reroll all attacks yep. against him he was like, why are you doing it when he's got one health? I was like, mate, if you met me and if you see my dice rolls... Need like, all the help you can get. Need it to happen, I need it to happen. So yeah, he went in and just did, I think we, it was like another nine damage. So it was. I did something like 17 or 18 hits against Doctor Strange and two activations and just killed him. And he was like, oh, 
I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, because he had so much power, he said essentially, like, if I didn't do that, he would have just picked up um, the two hammers again, moved Strange into the middle where I had, like, three characters, and then did his, uh, is it an area attack he's got? Yeah, um, I think he's got another area attack, hasn't he? That's his he, uh, spender. His big spender, and it does, like, a crazy amount of like dice rolls it's a mystic attack it does, yeah. with two extra hammers as well he goes i probably would have like dazed two of them at least so he was just like oh i wasn't expecting that so it was a very like uh oh so i had ghost rider on his home objective i had that happening the problem was then voodoo just comes over and does possession and puts brother daniel on zemo drops the tokens picks them up and then just kills zemo and i was like oh okay that was fun <laughs> um, so that happened uh, obviously Zemo dying meant the brother Daniel token then went back to Voodoo um, and it kind of came down to Ghost Rider I needed to do four damage to Voodoo to get like to get rid of him because he had flipped and I was like, right, if I can do the four damage, it means he drops the hammers, I can pick up the hammers, and then I've got Ghost Rider, who's, like, fully healed on the home objective with everything. And what I should have done, Magic was back on the home objective, and she only had one health left, and she had two hammers as well. And it didn't even cross my mind that I could have just done the one damage to Magic, pick up the two extra hammers, then do more, like another attack into Dr. Voodoo. Um, what essentially happened was I rolled a, I think it was a 10 dice penance there. Yeah, 10, di- 10 dice penance there because he had all the power. And I was like, right, okay, come on, like four yeah. damage, this should be good. And I didn't roll a single hit. I rolled eight blanks and two skulls. I find penance there sometimes, again, you get 10 dice, you think, yes, I've got this. And yeah, no. Yeah. I had a couple um, of times this weekend I did penance there and just nothing I, happened. I was just like, oh. And I was like, well, that's just basically the game now. And Magic ran off into one corner, Voodoo ran off into the other, and that was scoring him four. Uh, he had um, Mordo went over onto my home objective. Um, and it, even that, I had to try and do, I think it was two damage with Bullseye. And Bullseye has been so reliable all weekend. Like, when you get Pincushion off as well, it just seems to, like, 10 dice guaranteed, like, do two damage, three damage at least. And he didn't do anything. And at that point, it was like, oh, okay. So, uh, it ended up being 16 10 in the end. But, I mean, it very much could have been a 16 10 my way. If the way. Uh, yeah, the other thing was Voodoo because he had all that power he just basically brother Daniel Ghost Rider then so I wasn't scoring his home objective and then just ran away so it's like I've got Ghost Rider sat on my, his objective bang in the middle so no one else can get within one of it and no one can score from it so it was unfortunate it was one of those where like like I said a couple of dice rolls here and there and it would have been completely different um, it was just he, he even went the moment Doctor Strange died like turn two I think it was he started like worrying that this was going to be like game over because he just didn't see the play of 
Zemo getting all the way over there and picking up hammers, etc. But yeah, Voodoo. I think Voodoo. I, I, there's been a lot of talk about Voodoo, etc. But I, I think his possession needs to be an action rather than just a superpower. Yeah, it's funny when I, I obviously I've got him in my roster, but I only actually used for the Dankard once, I think, in the entire weekend over seven games. Right. Um, I he, he I think it's just a feel bad. I don't think he gets used that much. I know people disagree. I know some people. A couple of articles have been written recently about it, but it it could be. There's a number of ways you could do it, but again, I don't see him as causing that much of a problem across the game. Oh, I don't. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't mind like the ability or anything it's not a kind of oh, it needs to be banned but the fact that it's just a an addition like you think of like enchantress where it's become an action for a, a moore's kiss is that the right one yeah yeah it's odd because that's become an action but black cat hasn't black cat hasn't yeah but i have a feeling that will become an action like when they do the next range of updates because they only did the first what was it 40 characters or whatever it was but they did say it's yeah they did say Um, at the time that was the only updates they were going to do so it will be interesting to see if they do then actually decide to do updates to change other ones yeah Yeah. so we Um, shall see but yeah like i said i mean and great opponent and someone who i've played lots of times so it, it was fun and like it was a great way to end the day um it was just one of them where we just went oh if Ghost Rider had just done that damage to get rid of Voodoo, it changes the game even like more because it's that. But like I said, it's it's one more about. So I looked at Magic and went, well, I could have just dazed her and picked up those two. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't stop me then. I said, like, even if I did that and then managed to get rid of Voodoo, that's fine. But if I don't get rid of Voodoo, Voodoo just Brother Daniels picks up the two and then just disappears off in the corner with all four, and he's just away scoring anyway so um no really fun game really good like i said back and forth it was just a nice smash up in the end like lots of dazed characters lots of spiky dice and like yeah it's one that i do quite like convocation like i like the selection of characters they've got of like i like their kind of uh their tactics like they've got a lot of tactic cards that are very specific to convocation um, and I do quite like that. It makes them very flavorful and kind of like tactical on when to actually use them. Like the specific card, like is it Ironbound books that turns physical into? They use their mystic defense instead mystic of their physical. Yeah. yeah. Like when to use that is like kind of really good to be able to go right. Okay, this is when I need to use it to then be able to get become a bit more tanky. Um, so they are really fun, but. Um, it, it is what it is. It's one of those. <laughs> so I ended up three and four, which was exactly what I said I wanted last episode. Um, I said I'd be happy with three wins. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed using Cabal. There's a few things I probably wouldn't do, but we'll talk about that after we've gone through your game seven. Indeed. Well, we'll probably talk about it in a different podcast, just considering the time. Just looking there. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> So, considering time, uh, but yeah, my last game was against Thomas Garrett. Now, 
Tom and I played uh, on the Friday night, as you mentioned, and I wanted to get a game into Black Order because I hadn't played much Black Order recently, oddly enough. And I I thought I had a plan for it. However, I kind of had a sneaking suspicion, because Tom was running Black Order Wakanda, that he was actually going to pull out Wakanda for this one. So I assumed Wakanda, and I was right, he ended up going with Wakanda. So we ended up getting Scrolls and Mutant Madmen, 18 threat. I kind of knew where he was going to go with his 18 threat. There were a couple of ones I was like, oh, we could do that, we could do that. And actually, during after the game, we talked about it, and I was like, you could have done that. He was like, well, actually, that that seems really good, apart from I got the wrong threat value. Um, So actually, I'd given him a really good 17 instead of 18. (laughs) He he ran Black Panther, Killmonger, Okoye, and Thanos. And I was running Blade, Ghost Rider, Bullseye, Iron Fist, and Loki. Now, Loki is my anti-Black Order tech. Well, it's anti-Thanos tech, really. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we've got Thanos. It was going to come out whether it was Black Order or Wakanda, either way. So, you know, it, I was happy with having Loki in there. It was one of those games where Tom just couldn't get anything to work. Uh, Thanos went up, tried the middle scrolls, then managed to move across to the right, tried that one. Neither of those worked. I then went up. I can't remember who it was, but somebody went up on the right. As So Thanos went in the middle and ended up on my left. Whoever it was on the right, I think, can't remember if it was Moon Knight or Ghost Rider, basically found it on the right. Loki went on the left to sit next to Thanos just to annoy him. Thanos then moved across to try and sort it all out. Essentially, we ended up on the left. We had Okoye and Loki. I think just basically kept swapping over and flipping each other's traps. Uh, Loki was doing it slightly more successful than Okoye because I, because he was four wide and I was five wide. I was always going after him and we were kind of like left the left-hand flank last if that makes sense yeah so what it meant was the right hand flank was where it was all at and i was able to flip them and and keep them and and not die i think ghost rider survived on one from a couple of bits and pieces killmonger came in to do his uh not wakanda forever the usurp the throne all right yeah on Ghost Rider, it didn't manage to do it, even with a Wakanda Forever. And, and that kind of just did the game for him. You know, you just, no, nothing went right for him, in fairness. He just wasn't able to catch up. He went behind early, and like I said, you could never catch up. Yeah. Loki did an I Am the God and dazed Koye at one point, I think, took her out as well. It, it was just one of those games where even. If he fluffed his dice, then I would got just enough. If he had a really good attack roll, then I would just roll like three crits for my defense. And then right. it, it was just one of those ones where I, you don't often kind of feel sorry for your opponent, but I genuinely felt sorry for Tom because he, he couldn't do anything. Everything he tried to do it just didn't didn't work out for him. So it finished sixteen six. You were just worried about uh, not getting a lift back on the way home, weren't you? Well, that that as well. That that didn't didn't help. <laughs> um, but one thing I would add is you'll have noticed a lot of the games went to sixteen. Now this is because Tony was actually running a cap on 
Yes. The points. Yeah. So even if you scored more than 15, it was capped at 16. So where we have said that it was something 16 or 16 this, it probably was more, but it was always capped at 16. So And this was another one where I'm pretty sure we went over, but again, it, it was capped at that point. Yeah. Tom took it really well. Tom's a lovely player, lovely guy, kind of... He, he, I think he just resigned himself to the fact that it just wasn't wasn't his game that game yeah so yeah i ended up going 4-3 which again was what i was aimed in in the last episode so we both managed to do what we we set out to do yep considering the quality of players at the event and considering some of the players i played against as well i was really chuffed uh, with, with the overall showing i finished i'm just looking now 20th you mm-hmm. finished 31st. 31st, I think yeah. it was, yeah. One away from the best three and four. I was literally 10 points in strength for schedule out of winning best three and four. Yeah. I was like, oh. So after playing uh, Aaron, you, Alan, and Amp, I was like, oh, I must be in a like good shout. Yes. Who are all ahead of me. But Super close. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Um the game, ironically, I was on three and three, and Nick, who was the other Midnight Suns player, was on three and three at the same time. Nick was playing Alan on the table next to us, so right. <laughs> we both kept looking over, seeing how each other were doing. Um, I think he got smashed by Hulk at right. some point. Um, Alan had it Hulk in shield and just just smashed him up a little bit so unfortunately for him he ended up three and four and i went four three uh a couple of shout outs so big shout out to sam who uh came down with us as well he ended up going five two so out of us lot he was the highest placed yep alan who we mentioned also went five two so well done to alan for that that's a, a another impressive one and then if we go through, we'll do the top five. So top was Pat, who I'd played. Um, he managed to win all seven, so he went seven and now. Aaron, who you played, went six one uh, yep. with Web Warriors. So Pat did that with Guardians. Aaron with Web Warriors. Then we had Angry Paul, who has come up to a couple of events in the Northeast before, uh, and he went six and one. So. Uh, awesome work by him it, again with Guardians Chris Williams went 5-1-1 one one. so he had a draw somewhere and he did that with Black Order Crimson and then Mike East again somebody you will have heard us mention won both the ProTech Games ones previously yeah. and uh, somebody I played at ProTech Games finished 5-1-1 one one as well uh, finished 5th so really solid top five good to see a couple of people that you know i wouldn't say are core parts of the northeast meta but ones that are traveling up so good to see them doing well like i say really good to see sam and alan doing so well outside of that uh, if we look down trying to work out who else traveled with us uh, anth finished 25th Tom finished 33rd, and then we had uh, Lionel Rich T. So Lee, who travelled with us, uh, came in at 40th with Spider Foes, which uh, was was great, uh, seeing as every time he actually did something to anybody, he apologised. 
Um, I think all three games he won, he apologised for winning. <laughs> and then the ones he lost, he lost himself by just moving off objectives and <laughs> killing himself. Killing himself, um, yeah. And Stu, who also travelled with us running defenders, went two and five. Now Stu hadn't played many games. Uh, he'd been doing a lot of uh, work, and he hadn't had a chance to get that many games in recently. And he was running defenders, so two and five is still a really good return yeah, for that. Definitely. Then we had the uh, awards. I think just again briefly, I got uh, some lovely tokens for being best at Midnight Sun, and you got mm-hmm. some lovely tokens for being best. Best in Cabal. Best in yeah. Cabal. So congratulations on best in Cabal. Literally, it's margin of victory between you and Chris Starling, who was also yeah, running Cabal. Finished thirty second, like one spot behind me. Yeah. Uh, so what's that? That's three points in a strength of schedule. So yeah. very close, but awesome work. Then you also won another prize. I did. I won best table for my Asgard table. And there there were some absolutely stunning tables. Uh, big shout out to Marcus for running for bringing down six tables or eight tables. I think somebody said. Um, I think he had eight. Yeah, he had like a few scattered throughout the table, uh, throughout the kind of a uh, hall. But um, yeah, no, there's some great tables there. Um, huh. A couple of others as well. The, uh, I'm trying to think who it was. I can't remember who else. Apologies for forgetting the names. But yeah, there were a few other people that brought tables as well. So some really nice tables there. Yeah, it was awesome to see. And I'm going to try and do a collector's because I found a load of um, the AOS spells in, in a yeah. box yesterday when I was tidying up. And I was like, ah, I know what I can do with these. Um, but no, your, your Asgard table was fantastic. You also had your... Red Skull table, um, which mm-hmm. looked superb as well. Just overall, really high quality across a lot of those tables. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I was going to say, there's some great tables there. Um, and hopefully, it, it will kind of encourage others to do some as well over the next events that Tony puts on. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, very briefly, without going into too much detail, what are you thinking next? Have you. Are you Staying on the Cabal train, are you thinking of going elsewhere? Where where are you head at? I don't know at the minute. I I, I have tweaked a Cabal list. Uh, I've taken out like I didn't use Lizard once, so he's probably gone. Um, there's a few tweaks I want to make, but it still is an uphill struggle. So I might go for something else. But we've got a weekend event in a few weeks' time, so I need to kind of decide in the next couple of weeks to do. On what I'm going to do, but not too sure. To be confirmed. Awesome. I am going to stick with Midnight Suns, but I'm also going to play a few other things just for for fun. You see, we've got the Bash event in uh, what three weeks now. Yeah. I I'll probably take Midnight Suns to that. I'm going to have a play around with X Men, Avengers, and Asgard. Uh, they're my three at the moment. I just want okay. to have a play around with. Um, I've got. A game tomorrow night then we've got club thursday and then i'm going down to protec on friday so i've got next three evenings i've got some games lined oh, up where enough. i'm just going to throw some things together and see what sticks yeah yeah it makes sense um yeah i'm still debating like so i'm writing a few lists but uh, i don't know like, i'd love to go back to something like guardians like when i started but my only worry is like as we saw it 
kind of spring into Marvel, there were a lot of Guardians there. So I don't want to feel like I'm just jumping onto a meta or whatever the I thing is. Think, uh, like I say, I don't think there are. I mean, you yes, the top had, what, there were three Guardians in the top um, eight. And actually the top 11, there's five Guardians. So they, they did really well. There were only two Crimson, which was good to see in the top uh, five. Web Warriors, obviously, there. I I think one of my takeaways as well from it all was it doesn't really matter what they play. It's the player. Yeah. The thing, you know, the likes of Aaron, Pat, etc. I don't look at... In, in other, other game systems, you get to the table and you look at what they're playing and quite often you make a decision. Yes, there are obviously some good players and what have you, but a lot of my experience was dictated against the army I was playing against. Whereas in this, it's very much about the player. You yeah. know, you, you get some of those players rock up with any old list and you know you're going to have a hard time. Um, more so than I think in other ones where the, the, the armies dictate a lot more what's going to happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's one, um, I don't know, I mean, like I said, it's one that Guardians I did enjoy last, was it last summer we started? I'm trying to think now. You were late to the party. Was it the summer before? I can't remember. Whenever it was, when we were playing lots of TTS. Like I think it was last summer where, we, where I think you joined the, the fray. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed using them then, but We'll see. I, I might. Spider foes are always one that's kind of up there for me. I have talked about Crimson as well, but that's only because I don't want to roll dice. It's just a nice easy one. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. I'm sure there'll be some fun things in the mini extravaganza that I look forward to as well that might change my feelings in Ooh. June. So let's hope so. We shall see. Right, we've been going for a very long time, so thank you very much for those that have stuck with us. Um, I'm hoping you've had a break in between because if you've been listening to us this long, I question you. You're um, mad. Big shout out to our sponsors, Bearded Card Trader. Go check them out for all things cards and Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, excellent discounts, and they run some awesome events. They've got their monthly. Unfortunately, their monthly event was on at the same time as this event, so we missed this one. We, we have to miss the next well. one as well. Yeah. Um, but we'll be back on it after that. So, like I say, go check them out for some great discount on Marvel and other card games. And go, uh, if you're ever in the area, come join us at one of our monthly events. Definitely. Second Saturday of the month, I'm going to say. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.